The Xbox Series X continues to be a hot topic of discussion against the Xbox Series S. In the wake of the Xbox Game Showcase and the Series S Carbon Black announcement, many have gone back and looked at the timeline and the way the Series S came to be. I have my own predictions about what the Xbox Series S will actually do with respect to holding back games within the Xbox ecosystem. I even said that the Xbox Showcase would not really focus on power and fill Spencer took it one more step with his one more thing at the end being another Xbox Series S with a larger hard drive. Now we have commentary from Digital Foundry about what they were told in March of 2020 about the Series S. The truth as it were is starting to come out and it doesn't really square with any of the marketing and how the Xbox Series X and the S were positioned. Now I put all the good information right here at the beginning. I went on a big fact-finding mission for you, so that way you don't have to go searching for it. After the monologue is over, I end up discussing this with a live audience. That's why this video tends to be a little bit longer. So the Xbox Series S continues to land in the headlines and for all of the wrong reasons. We have strange comments from Matt Booty about what devs should do for the Series S and now Digital Foundry has some strange and new information that they were handed or told at Microsoft HQ in early 2020. So first I want to do a bit of a history lesson since revisionist history is the common theme lately. Every time the Xbox Series S comes up, I wanted to actually go back and look at how it was marketed marketed and look at what was promised we even have a video that xbox set to private seemingly because they don't want you to see it second i want you to look at why microsoft made the series s we have an interview from late 2020 we have the original positioning of why exactly this came to be in the initial language and the press and the interviews that they did lastly we need to look at what john lineman from digital foundry said because it's what he was told in march of 2020 and it doesn't really Square with public interviews, the marketing, or the messaging up to that point about the Series X and the Series S. So first, let's do a little history lesson. The thing that everybody is forgetting about the Series X is all that we heard about for the longest time was just the Series X. E3 2019 had a Project Scarlet video that was making the rounds recently because everybody was looking at all of the broken promises about Project Scarlet. And it feels like three minutes of broken promises if you really watch it and you scrutinize it. It wasn't until late 2020 in September that the Series S was announced. That was actually something that seemingly was prompted by a leak. There was a leak that hit and then they put out their announcement from The Verge. The Verge reported on this September the 8th of 2020. Hours after Microsoft's Xbox Series S console widely leaked, the company had gone on has gone on record and confirmed its existence. In a tweet, Microsoft describes the Series S as offering, quote, next-gen performance in the smallest Xbox ever. So we don't even know if they planned on announcing it at this time. This may have been something that they were, their hand was sort of forced because of the leaks that were coming out. I also love the line about next-gen performance in the smallest Xbox ever. What, what next-gen performance are you talking about? The 120 FPS that you get in old games? Anyways, the timeline here is important because when you hear that John Lineman has to say, like when he said on his recent show with the other gentlemen that join him on that show, there's three of them from Digital Foundry and they were discussing a mid-gen refresh, you have to understand what he was told took place in early March of 2020. It's crazy to think that the marketing and the timeline of this played out. 
So just to restate the timeline if you didn't catch it, in E3 2019, there was a three-minute trailer about Project Scarlet. Big promises about 120 FPS and no more loading screens. Then in December of 2019, we are still in 2019, Phil Spencer debuts the Xbox Series X at the Game Awards. Then in 2020, there's bits and pieces. And then a blog in June, June was when they sort of unveiled even more, they had a blog entitled Everything You Need to Know About the Xbox Series X and the Future of Xbox So Far. Keep in mind, this is the same June where they showed off Halo Infinite and received all the graphical backlash and then had to delay it. They also showed Hellblade 2. It was even included in this blog. So that's a timeline up to June, okay? You got one year of time between June of 2019. They're talking Project Scarlet. They're really promising big things. In the Game Awards of December of 2019, Phil Spencer confirms the Xbox Series X existence. And in June, they continue the marketing. Then in September of 2020, the Series S gets leaked and then Xbox officially announces it again we don't know if they plan to announce it then and two months later in november of 2020 they launch both systems it's important to see how late the series s was to the party it's important to see that because if you don't see that what you're going to miss is what john lineman says at digital foundry is very odd you've got to remember all of this in light of that in light of the timeline that in early 2020 he hears this In March of 2020, he hears this thing about the the Series S. And we need to include some quotes and some screenshots from the official Series S blog post. Scene number one. This is from the official blog post of the Series S. It says, The primary difference between the Xbox Series X and the Xbox Series S is in resolution. Through talking to our customers, we found that many of our fans prioritize frame rate over resolution, so we wanted to build a console that didn't require a 4K TV. Xbox Series S delivers approximately three times the GPU performance of the Xbox One and was designed to play games at 1440p at 60 frames per second with support of up to 120 FPS. So there's a lot to unpack here in light of all of the hand-waving and the obfuscating and the rewriting of history that so many Xbox fans try to do when the Series S comes up. First, they readily admit that some fans prioritize frame rate over resolution. Really? You don't say. People really want high frame rates after Project Scarlet, you know, trailer promises up to 120. I don't even think they said up to 120 in the Project Scarlet trailer. Almost all of the marketing up to this point has stressed both 4K and up to 120 on the Series X. Second, This quote claims that the Series S is designed to play games at 1440p at 60 frames per second. That's not somebody saying that oh hey it's up to it's it it might get that they're saying it's designed to play games at 1440 60 this promise has quite literally not come true even diablo 4 drops the resolution to 1080 just to achieve 60 fps that's an isometric dungeon crawler it's not some next gen tour de force and lastly they had the stones to say up to 120 frames per second everybody loves to run 
with the stat that the Series S has more 120 FPS games than the PS5, but running old games at 120 was not what this blog was promising. So this history lesson is incredibly important. The Series S was not the focus. It was a surprise. And it was marketed as a much stronger system than it ended up being. So now we have to ask the question, why? Why the Series S? Why did they make this thing, okay? You've got the timeline. You have when it was announced in comparison to the Series X. Why did they make this thing? In November of 2020, Eurogamer sat down with Xbox in an article titled The Big Xbox Series S Interview. Why Microsoft made an entry-level next-gen console. Just two months after the Series S was announced, it's now being referred to as an entry-level next-gen console. And this note at the beginning of the article I think is somewhat telling. The bulk of this Xbox Series S discussion actually began after wrapping up an interview mostly centered on the Series X. We'd seen Series S in the flesh the day before, but it wasn't clear how much Microsoft wanted to talk about this entry-level machine. We hadn't even got to see it in action. So even after the announcement, the focus is still on the Series X. That's what they're focusing on. That's what they're doing interviews about. They're not even letting people see the Series S in action. Gee, I wonder why. Funny enough, there was a YouTube video embedded in this Eurogamer article. You can go check it. I already told you the title of the article. Okay. That video has been set to private on YouTube. And I used Wayback Machine to see whose video it was. It was an Xbox channel video on their official Xbox channel. The YouTube video is entitled Inside the Xbox Series S. They have set this video to private, which is a tad strange. But once we start pulling quotes out of it, maybe you'll see why. Now, this video is still available on IGN if you want to go watch it. So for whatever reason, Microsoft didn't tell IGN to take it down. Maybe they weren't allowed to. Maybe there was some kind of an agreement of leaving it up. I don't know. Maybe they just didn't want it on their own YouTube channel because, listen, pretty much everything I pull from this video is false, okay? (laughs) At some level, Xbox wanted this video hidden for some reason on their own, own channel. Now, in this video, Jason Ronald, director of program management at Xbox, talks about the Series S. He starts by saying, quote, To deliver on our ambitions, we knew we needed to deliver two consoles with similar next-gen capabilities. They're basically establishing this was the plan from the very beginning. He goes on to say in the very next quote, By designing two consoles in parallel from the very beginning, we can deliver the same core gaming experience while making it as easy as possible for developers to scale their games across both consoles with minimal effort with minimal effort to to, to scale games down. Now, I can't speak as a developer to the truthfulness of this statement, but it seems to be something that has not turned out to be true. Minimal effort is not how it's being described. Let's see what Matt Booty has to say about minimal effort in a recent interview. TheGamer.com had the following to say, Quote, the Xbox Series S might be a great deal for gamers, but not so much for developers. This cheaper hardware doesn't keep its price down by omitting a disk drive. It also does it by compromising the performance, giving devs less to work with. 
apparently my predictions about devs wanting to skip the Series S has become a topic of conversation. Gee, that's so surprising. I can't imagine why anybody would request that. TheGamer.com said, Xbox Game Studios head Matt Booty makes it clear that the company won't allow devs to skip the Series S and launch exclusively on the Series X. Instead, he says these issues can be avoided if the developers plan better, suggesting that the performance of games on the console will improve with experience. He even confirms that it's more work, okay? He's confirming it's not minimal effort. It's more work to get games to run well on the Series S. Here's his quote. Is it more work? Sure, says Booty, speaking with Axios about the troubles devs have faced when developing for the Series S alongside Series X, PS5, and PC. So contrast this to what this video that they set private. Contrast it. It's not minimal effort. They're running into trouble. Now, Matt Booty, quote, goes on to say that devs should find it easier once they've moved on to their second game for the platform since they can, quote, plan better knowing where some of the sharp corners are. Does this sound like minimal effort? They have to do more work. It's harder. They're facing challenges. It'll be easier on the second game. This sounds like a lot of reasons to not develop for the Xbox ecosystem and the Series S. Now, back to the video, the one that's been set to private. Jason Ronald continues by saying, quote, The Xbox Series S delivers the same incredible next-generation experience and features as Series X, just at a reduced rendering resolution. This is just flat-out not true. They are not hitting the same performance levels. This is false. Frame rate parity isn't there, and neither is performance parity. You don't simply lower the resolution and get the exact same experience. And what's hilarious is all the commentary surrounding Starfield has said exactly that. You can't just lower the resolution to get more frame rate. You can't just lower the resolution to get equal performance. Street Fighter VI is showing this in grandstanding display. You're not getting the same next-gen experience on the Series S. Evil West is showing this. You don't even get 60 FPS. They couldn't get it to work, so they stopped doing it. They stopped trying. Baldur's Gate 3 cannot get split-screen to the same standard on the Series X and the Series S. Then... The Series S video continues. And this is when it gets really juicy. It compares the Series X and the Series S. Quote, The primary difference between the Xbox Series X and S is the GPU. This section begins the tried and true marketing that people have tried to point to. That the I've tried to point to, at least. People have tried to avoid this. Every time this topic comes up, I've said this. And this video proves me right. The Xbox Series X is couched as the 4K box, and the Series S is the 1440 box. Listen to what the video says. Quote, The Xbox Series X is designed to deliver a next-generation gaming experience in native 4K at 60 FPS with support for up to 120 FPS. Yes, that's right. He said native 4K. Native! The Xbox Series X is designed to deliver native 4K at 60. First, no game is delivering native 4K at 60. I believe Forza is the only game pulling this off. And I don't even know if it maintains native 4K. I don't know if it maintains 60. There are virtually no other games doing this. This was verbalized as the standard output in this video. It's like, oh, it's designed to deliver in native 4K at 60. Virtually nobody's pulling this off. But wait. There's more. (laughs) He immediately transitions to talking about the Series S. Quote, 
Series S is designed to deliver the same great next-gen gaming experience at 1440p, also with support of up to 120 FPS. Again, let me reiterate for the umpteenth time to the people that hand wave and revise history, the Series S was never described as a 1080 box. It was described as a 1440-60 box with the ability to go up to 120. Stop obfuscating, lying, and revising history. It's in their own video that they set to private. Listen, you should expect lower performance. You shouldn't expect to get next gen out of this box. I don't know why you're saying that, because Microsoft didn't say it. The other highlight from the Eurogamer article that sent me down this rabbit trail of evidence and quotes from a private video, Andrew Goosen, a system architect from Xbox, said, And so that was another one of the reasons why we felt that we really had to do Series S at the beginning, because we had to design for the future. Yes. He said the Series S was designed for the future. For the first time, we had to have the entry-level console at the beginning. Previous generations were kind of easy because at the beginning of the generation, you'd make something really expensive, put as much silicon and as much performance as you could get into it, and then you would just ride the cost reduction curves down the mass market prices. That's not there anymore. So there you have it. Their own motivations in marketing just not lining up. A console described in ways that have not come to fruition, and the admittance that this was the plan from the beginning, internally and publicly referring to it as an entry-level console. And what is even more shocking is they were already dealing with the narrative that the Series S would hold things back. Before a single person had this thing in their hands, they were already hearing this. Now, he was answering the question, why not just keep the Xbox One X as the low end, right? Your low end entry level console would have been the One X and then Series X would have been the next gen jump. So he's answering that question when he says, quote, so we wanted to make sure that there was an entry level at the right price point so that we could really advance the generation rather than hold it back. I've heard that Series S is going to hold back the next generation, but I actually see Series S advancing it because by doing Series S, we will have more games written to the characteristics of the next generation. So they anticipated and were already hearing that the Series X was going to hold the next generation back, and they saw it as advancing next gen. A weaker system with 8 gig of usable RAM was going to advance next gen. That's who sold you that box. A box that's running games at dynamic 1080 to hit 60 FPS. That's advancing next gen, right? Old gen performance. Bewildering logic here. One last little tidbit I found interesting that is possibly why we keep hearing about the Series S having more 120 FPS games than PS5. This little tidbit from the Eurogamer article. Quote, So one thing we did is we designed the Series S to enhance the Xbox One S games in a way that the Xbox One X can't. We made it easy for existing Xbox One S games to be updated to run with double the frame rate when played on Series S as well. When games are updated, existing games can query to determine whether they're running on the new console, and in terms of the performance, the Series S provides well over double the effective GPU and CPU performance over the Xbox One. And in fact, the Series S GPU runs the Xbox One S games with better performance than the Xbox One X. 
Does this sound at all like quotes from the private YouTube video about inside the Series S delivering the the, the next-gen experience with just lower resolution than the Series X? No. It was designed... Listen to what he said. The Series S was designed to enhance Xbox One S games. That's the system that you bought. The Series S GPU runs Xbox One S games with better performance than the Xbox One X. You bought an upgraded One X. That's what you bought. You didn't buy a next-gen console. What an amazing selling point for a box that promised the same next-gen experience as the Series X just at 1440. This is mixed messaging. This is literally during the launch month of the console, this man is saying this. In the wake of videos bragging about performance and power. But just one more little quote is telling. A nice bonus that we've previously revealed is that all of the 4K enhanced Xbox 360 titles for the Xbox One X will retain some measure of their improvements for the Series S. So they're talking about Xbox 360 games getting bumped to 4K. With the full-fat Ultra HD experiences for the Series X only, Series S users will get a 1440 upgrade. Think about what this quote just admitted to you. Xbox 360 games can't even give you 4K on on the Series S. They go to 1440. You can't get beyond 1440 on the Series S with Xbox 360 games. That they, this is in an interview in November, the launch month of the console. Now that I've taken you through all of this, <laughs> it's time for the spark that set me down this fire chase on this fact-finding mission, finding privated videos and quotes about the Series S that just flat-out didn't come through. True, we have Digital Foundry. Digital Foundry has a clip that surfaced on Twitter from a recent episode. John Linneman from Digital Foundry said, quote, Microsoft told us the Series X is their mid-gen refresh. They just decided to do it ahead of time. So he's, he's interacting with the question, and here is his response to me on Twitter. So I tweeted about this, and this is his response. He said, this is basically what we were told at Microsoft HQ when we first saw the Series S. They never intended to actually launch just the S, mind you. So he's making sure that we all understand, like, the plan was never to just launch the S, okay? That was never the plan. So they saw the Series S in March. Again, remember the timeline that I outlined for you. In the middle of 2019 is Project Scarlet. Video Game Awards 2019, they confirmed the Series X. In June of 2020, they're talking about the Series X. But in March, before that, in March, Digital Foundry and others from the press saw the Series S. And this is what they were told. Now, he claimed in another tweet that it was March of 2020. Some guy was asking him about when it took place. And this is what the full quote of the video goes on to say. The Series S is what they consider the standard machine. That's John Linneman talking. He goes on to say that the Series X is a great box. They're waiting for it to be truly utilized by developers so that it can come into its own. Then Richard Ledbetter chimes in and he says that they basically made the Series S and the Series X to sort of replace the 1S and the 1X. So 1S and 1S are the old gen, and then Series S, Series X were sort of supplantations of those, like supplanting them and replacing them. Now, this was all in response to, will Xbox do a mid-gen update? So, 
No. According to John Linneman, they, they, they envision the Series X as the mid-gen update, which doesn't make any sense to me because it's basically equal to power the PS5. So how is that a mid-gen update? It's, it's basically matching the power of the PS5. Keep in mind, all the marketing up to this point was talking about how the Xbox One, uh, I'm sorry, the Xbox Series X was going to be stronger than the PS5 and RDNA this and all these other things didn't come true like at all. We have not seen that thing come to fruition. These gentlemen on Digital Foundry seem to think that the farther we get, the better the games will get on the Xbox Series X and Series S. They don't have, they haven't had enough time to make the games. Even Alex, he, he on, on Digital Foundry, he seemed to indicate that he doesn't think a PS5 Pro is necessary, that it'll make it harder to make games. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think that the way that we're hearing about the PlayStation 5 Pro wouldn't cause disruption. It would actually enhance development by accelerating ray tracing, and ray tracing speeds up development, and Digital Foundry's own dialogue about ray tracing is that most of the games we're playing right now aren't even utilizing the full suite of ray tracing technology, so having a mid-gen refresh that would let developers harness the full suite of ray tracing would likely speed up development and you would just turn those things off on the standard PS5, but that's a whole nother subject. So, the peculiar timeline is undeniable. The, the Series X was the focus. It was the kickoff announcement after all the hype for Project Scarlet. Then the Series S is announced, seemingly in response to a leak. Early marketing for the Series S is grossly overstating its power to the point that Xbox sets a video to private on their own YouTube channel. And now we're hearing that this was the plan all along. The Series S has always been planned, and it's the standard box and the xbox series x is going to function as a mid-gen uptick in power which if you look at the focus on the series s it all starts to make sense they made more of them it outsold the series x their one more thing at the xbox game showcase in 2023 was a series s with a larger hard drive that's 50 dollars cheaper than a digital ps5 and phil admitted and said in, the, in, in that in that showcase, we're going to make Series X's more available. Well, why are you saying that? You're saying that because the Series S has been their standard box. They just didn't tell anybody that. And with Matt Booty's remarks about planning better, this entire situation is honestly worse than I originally thought. They expect game devs to build games for the weakest system in the market do more work on that weaker system as tech and ideas about game development continue to trudge forward. You expect them to do more work, learn lessons, and plan better on their second game? Most of their next-gen console customers are on an Xbox that has failed at virtually every promise of the marketing. No matter how you shake this, maybe you try to claim that Digital Foundry's lying, or, well, the Series S was never marketed as a strong next-gen box. The evidence is crystal clear. You don't know what you're talking about if you think that. The Series S is here to stay, and from the beginning to now, nobody knows how to position it, they don't know how to talk about it, and the mixed messaging and the broken promises will likely continue. So let me give you my thoughts and my conclusions. It's impossible to deny at this point that the Series S marketing and the promises were not just overstated, they were simply untrue. Making a video private cannot erase what was said, and it certainly can't change that consumers bought something that they thought was going to be a much stronger box than it is. Hand-waving and saying things like, well, consumers going for the cheapest console, they don't really care about graphics, or, or well, they shouldn't expect good performance, they bought the cheapest box. That's illogical and honestly a stupid response in light of the marketing, in light of all the things that they said. 
Number two, even in the wake of overpromising and misrepresenting the power of the Series S, the messaging is mixed. What's the future of power for the Xbox ecosystem and next-gen games? Is it even a focus? Is Starfield the first of many creative decisions that we were going to face? Maybe in Hellblade? Maybe in Fable? The Xbox Series S Carbon Black announcement seems to back up what Digital Foundry said about the Series S being the main console. So here's my conclusion. Now more than ever, I can confidently say, I don't think my Series X will ever deliver on what was promised. Baked into the crust of over-promising for the Series S is a bunch of promises for the Series X that simply haven't happened. And running to the PS5 box has 8K, and you want to shout about that? That has nothing to do with this conversation. I bought my Series X first, and I expected all the things they promised me to happen. It's crystal clear, given the marketing, given the mixed messaging, recent comments from Digital Foundry, that the Series S is exactly what I predicted it to be, a self-made Trojan horse. And that's the show open. Thank you so much for being here. I the, the, the more and more I researched that, the more quotes I found, the more things, I it was just absolutely insane. The, the more we looked at this, the more it was like this this video that got set to private. I, I couldn't I couldn't believe that they they set the video to private. And then the more I watched the video, the more I was like, well, I can see why they set the dadgum video to private. I can see. It makes perfectly good sense. They don't want anybody to see this video. Nothing that they say in the video came true. None of it. Go watch it. Go watch the IGN video before it likely gets taken down or set to private. Inside the Series S. Nothing. Nothing in there came true. It's just a bunch of lies. Oh, they didn't say that the Series S was going to be a next-gen console. Bull, go watch the video. Go go watch it. Self-made Trojan horse. Got called a hater. I had so many people telling me, you don't know what you're talking about. You're just a hater. And then all the truth comes out in the wash, as truth always does. It, It all comes out. It's like... This this was the plan all along. Then why didn't you talk about it? You showed the Series S to Digital Foundry in March of 2020. I think I misspoke in the monologue. I think at one point I said March of 2022. In March of 2020. Can you show the video? I'm not, nope. I'm not taking, I'm not doing a single thing with that video. Absolutely not. I'm not giving Microsoft even a blip of chance to, to, to do something to my video. Nope. Uh-uh. You can go watch it on IGN. I intentionally pulled out quotes, and I will not show that video. I'm not going to give them an inch of power over my coverage. Absolutely not. All of a sudden, this video would mysteriously disappear. Copyright strike. That's ours. You can't show that. Yeah, uh uh-huh. By the way... Let's get the morning started. If you haven't smashed like yet, smash a like button. If you haven't ordered some coffee, try out Reforge Roast at reforgeroast.com. Also, let's get the member goal started. We are simulcasting over on Kick. Thanks for those of you that are watching on Kick and follow me over there. Appreciate it very, very much. What was it called? Inside the Series S. Another banging opener. I enjoy when you go full righteous indignation. <laughs> I, I, th- listen, this is personal for me because I kept telling people, I was like, that's a self-made Trojan horse. 
Why the frick did they make that thing? Why? Why'd they make it? Is there a link in Discord? No, I mean, I can provide you one. There it is. First gifted member of the day. Can always count on DK Beggar to bring it. Stone Spire says the truth shall set them free. Thank you for the $2 super chat tip. Henry Heck says I'll jump on this single gifted train and he gifts one. Second gifted member of the day goes to Bradley. Did I miss anything during the show open? I did. Game Trailers with a $2 Super Chat tip says, You fake news series S is a good system. Yeah, sure. Maybe watch my show open in slow motion. Wrong camera. Watch my show open in slow motion. Maybe you didn't hear everything I said. Maybe. I tried to time the turn. I messed it up. That would have been so good, right? If I'd have timed the turn. <laughs> If I'd have turned back to main cam at the right time, watch a show open in slow motion. Billy with the month. Series S, my favorite topic. Don't watch then. Uh, gifted member from Ryan. Gifted member from Lord Horde. Two more gifted members coming in. Four total on the day already. Joker Quinn sets up the layup. That's five gifted members. Mmm, tingling. Somebody might do a 20 bomb. Somebody might do it. That's a good layup, Joker Quinn. Thank you very much. Again, AK Gray with a gifted membership. He says, nope, you can't get this layup. I'm going to push it. I'm going to push it. Thank you, Ray. Again, AK means it can pass through an AK signal. Neither company lied. Dumb people just fall for marketing shenanigans. I didn't focus on 8K, so you're not interacting with my monologue. I mean, if people want to invoke the, the, the PlayStation 5 box, it is superfluous to this discussion. It has nothing to do with the Series S marketing. You're just, you're just hand-waving and doing red herring fallacy. Eight gifted members total on the day as Ron M drops one, as Lorenzo drops one. It's a single gifted member train. Jump on. Y'all are the best. Another one coming in from Jose sets it up to nine. Thank you so much. Listen, you you can run to the PlayStation 5 box. That has nothing to do with this video right here that Xbox doesn't want you to see. They don't want you to see this. This video is private now. Why? Nothing in the video came true. None of it. Where's the evidence of intent to deceive? I don't give a rip about their intent. I'm just reporting on what was stated and what happened. I don't care about their intent. Don't care. Ten gifted members total on the day already. Shiny red flag drops one. Thank you very much. I'm not interested in intent. I'm not I'm not taking them to court. I'm not trying to throw anybody in jail. Nope. All I'm saying is, this is the truth. You got, you got John Linneman coming out and saying what he said, and everybody's like, no, that's not true. And then you go back and look at the marketing. You go back and look at the timing and the promises, and it's like, well, what do we have here? All these people that have been telling me for months, anybody who bought a Series S shouldn't expect good performance. Is that so? Well, why don't we go back and watch this video? Because as far as I can tell, consumer expectations were firmly set. Firmly set. I don't do live stream of Nintendo stuff. Nintendo gets kind of weird. How can you call them liars when they seem to have made a massive mess with good intentions? Well, your presumption that they had good intentions with marketing is one that is not weighing in on my discovery of this. I went and found all the marketing, grabbed all the talking points, Their intentions don't matter to me. 
it turned out to be a lie. It didn't come true. Oh, well, they didn't intend to lie, so it's not a lie. Okay. Like, that's a pedantic way to approach this. Like, you want to slice that piece of my monologue off? Fine. 30 minutes of fact-finding and precise quote-grabbing about things that simply never came true. Okay? So, sure. Did they mean to or not mean to lie? I don't really care. The narrative up to now on the Series S has been nobody should expect good performance out of it. Hey, I hate it when you call me uh, pedantic when I push on your points because it's not a major point of my argument. the, The main crux of what I'm saying today is not that Microsoft and Xbox are evil liars. The main point that I'm trying to say is the marketing and the messaging around the Series S has been fuddled and mixed from the very beginning. You have guys in November... You have guys in November stating that, like, oh, this is an entry-level console. It was designed to play Series S, uh, I'm sorry, no, Xbox One S games better. That, what? Is this a next-gen console or not? Is it? Is it a next-gen console? Is it going to deliver 1440 at 60? Is it going to play all the games that the Series X can play just at a lower resolution? The, The man said... In the Eurogamer interview, the man said it will play 360 games at 1440. If you want a 360 game at 4K, you got to play it on the Series X. Like, think about that. Eugene says, how could, how could they not know their hardware wasn't capable of what they promised? Is it ignorance or malice? Right, right. How do you, how do you get this all so wrong? Narwaffle says, well, they're the ones with all the hardware info at that point, and we didn't. If they didn't know, what, they, how are we supposed to know? Right. At that point in time, who knew the truth? Who knew the true strength of this box? You're not calling them out? What do you mean? I, this, this, listen, this is not some drama channel where, like, I'm like, exposed, exposed. Oh, you're, you've been exposed, Xbox. I'm calling you out. No, I, I went and did a ton of research because the dialogue on the Series S continues to be one of revisionist history, obfuscation, and dishonesty. Hand-waving, like, you got pundits and bloggers and YouTubers and dudes on Twitter acting like, oh, yeah, no, 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 nobody should have expected the Series S to be that strong. And, oh, the, the Series S isn't the standard box. That's not true. Digital Foundry doesn't know what they're talking about. Really? Really? You don't find it interesting at all that they show the Series S to Digital Foundry in March of 2020. March of 2020, they're like, here it is. This is, this, this is, we've basically already made our mid-gen upgrade. We're going to hit the ground running with an entrance-level console and the Series X. That's what we're going to do. That's what's coming, okay? They don't say anything to you about the Series S. It's never talked about, never mentioned, not a whisper. And it gets leaked in September. Two months prior to the launch of the Series X, the Series S gets leaked. And they're essentially forced to confirm its existence. And they got some video of some guy saying stuff that isn't true. And they set that video to private on their own channel. What in? How do you hear all that and think that? Well, are you calling them a liar or are you? What are you, call, are you calling them out? What, 
I, I run all that down for you, and that's what that that's the th- that's the thought process. That doesn't make you think anything weird's going on. It doesn't raise your eyebrows. It doesn't make you curious. It seems like they had marketing plans for this that was mixed, confusing, misleading. And when they, and when it starts to become the, the, the realization starts to, to land on people, they set a video to private. Come on. Get the frick out of here. Stop. Stop defending the Series S. Stop pretending that the marketing didn't make all these promises. It's easier to admit they made promises that didn't come true. They should just ship the unit with 32 CU RDNA cores and 12 gig of RAM, it would have been easier to make games for. FCAT says, Xbox, one more thing, made me buy a PS5 digital. Right? Right? Like, here's our one more thing in our Xbox showcase. A Series S with a larger hard drive? And, And listen, go back and watch my Xbox Games Showcase prediction stream, Okay? Go back. I said in that thing, I said, they're not going to focus on power. Why? Because of the Series S. Because of the Series S. They've sold too many. It's the, it's the primary console for that ecosystem. They can't focus on power anymore. That thing has been exposed for what it is. It's a potato. And, and then... John Linneman comes out and says, well, when we were at Microsoft headquarters in March of 2020, yeah, they they said this was the standard box. They already had a mid-gen planned. And everybody wants to go at him and act like what he's saying isn't true. The evidence is as clear as crystal. This is their standard box. That's the one they're saturating the market with. They're remaking Mario RPG. Did they announce it at the Direct? I just said that that's what I wanted. I said that was one that I would play. $20 tip from Jonathan Kane. Sony releases a pro model. It nearly guarantees 60 FPS option in every title. The ceiling for scope in a game is being set by Microsoft with requiring devs to support the Series S. This is a PR win. Love you, man. God bless. Thank you, Jonathan Kane, for the $20 super chat tip. Think about this, says Paul. Xbox One ship with cheap DDR3 RAM to save money. Games run bad because of it. The 360 was about to ship with half the RAM, only for Epic showed them a demo of Gears with more RAM. <laughs> My kids. Who tooted? Whoever smelt it, dealt it. Got him. My daughter. She got him. She got my son. That's excellent. Good to see you in the chat feed. I see you. Good to see you feed. <clears throat> Needed for sales to be where they are currently. If it was only the X, they'd be further behind in sales. Now, hang on a minute. You can't say that because they made more Series S's than they did Series X. It had prominence in the production. If think about it now if they ran into some kind of a material shortage and this was their only option okay they didn't really say that they talked around 
pricing of silicon and seven nanometer this versus this nanometer that i was like i'm not interested in all that what in the frick are you talking about why did you make this box and the guy spelled it out he was like yeah we used to be able to just shove out a really high price item then ride costs down i can't do that anymore they needed a low cost entrance point how many people did that lie sell, said Eugene? I almost bought one because of that lie. Yeah, Eugene says the most damning thing out of the marketing was positioning the Series S as solely being a drop in resolution. You simply cannot watch that video, this video here that has been set to private inside the Xbox Series S. You can still watch it on IGN. You cannot watch this video and conclude, uh, yeah, it was just an accident. This is just an accident. No. They say things in the video that are simply not true. What games were you testing, by the way? What what games? You, you know what? You want to know what's really shocking? It's almost like what they did with th- the Xbox 360 games. Was, was that their test case? Was that their... I bought two because of that lie. I bought that lie. I spent money on the Series S. I barely use it now. Yeah, you you got a guy in a video. It's been seen on Xbox half a million times. It's been seen over here a quarter of a million times. That's a lot of dadgum people who were like, and that's just on YouTube. I mean, everywhere else the marketing landed, it was, it's, it's the 1440 box. This box can get up to 120 frames per second. Truth comes out. No, this was viewed as an entrance level, you know, console. This was viewed as an entrance level console. They, they, they needed something in the market at a low cost. Oh, oh, and, and if you go read the Eurogamer interview that I cited, it, it's again, it's clear, it's very clear that when they're not marketing in it and they're just talking about it, you know, brass tacks, it's a super weak system. Even back then, when you read the Eurogamer interview, it's like. This guy's talking about 360 games not being able to hit 4K. You, you can only get that on the Series X. A 360 game? Early reviews of Final Fantasy 16 are in. Let's talk about that. Why don't you let me run the show? And if you don't like it, go somewhere else. I will do a review roundup of Final Fantasy 16 tomorrow and then play the game. I've already stated that. You can't come in here and dictate what happens. Leave if you don't like the topic. Real simple. We cover a lot of things. If you don't like the current topic, you don't have to stay. From Richard Ledbetter at Digital Foundry in 2020, in a world where native 4K is far from a done deal, even on the Series X, I'm still concerned about how memory management will play out on the Series S. Richard knew that 8 gig was always going to be an issue. Yeah, Richard Ledbetter... Is it Ledbetter? Richard from Digital Foundry, the guys from id Software, they all tried to say this was going to be a problem. And every time I tried to talk about this, I got called a hater. I was like, come on. Super, Ari- Super Mario RPG remake is real, bro. Looks amazing. Release date November. I can't wait. I can't wait, dude. It's so funny that I was just talking about that the other day. I was like, that's one of the only turn-based games I ever liked. That's freaking awesome. F the cat says, I paid the $200 difference for no hard drive, Blu-ray player, not less performance and features. Right, that's the thing that gets lost in the shovel here, F the cat, is the rest of us that bought the Series X are sitting here with the same broken promises. 
Series S discussion is so stale. Yuck. Yeah, so are you. So, I this isn't just about the Series S. Like, I, I got a Series X on all these promises. That same video inside the Series S, there's so many things he says about the Series X that just don't come true. Native 4K at 60? What? What? Seriously. Go watch the video. He he says that the Series X is designed to run games at native 4K 60 FPS. What game is doing that? I know Forza touts native 4K. Does it hold 60 when it does that? That's the only game I can see anywhere touting native 4K on consoles. Nobody else even mentions the word native. I I went and looked at all the PlayStation 5 marketing. They never said the word native. I couldn't find it. Native 4K comes out of this man's mouth in that trailer. I'm like, what are you talking about, bro? There, There are monster rigs and PCs that are struggling to do native 4K 30. Native means no upscaling. Native means it's literally set to 4K. That's the resolution of the game. Pretty much every game you play at 4K is being upscaled. It's not native. What's good, Pure Lytian? Some cross-gen games can hit 4K, but that's beside the point. No Face Lord with a $5 Super Chat tip. The fanboys could be a lot more happy if they just face the truth. They were lied to. They deserve better in the money they uh, with the money they spent. Go shout to Microsoft. Native 4K at 60 for $500 is hella enticing. This should be an eye-opener for future games or consoles, but I forget we got fanboys in here. I don't think there's that many fanboys in chat, guys. I don't see that many people having an issue with what I'm saying. It's all about the lies that are dropping for this box. My Xbox is going to collect dust now that I got the PC, and I'm in the PC world. At this point, PS5 and PC are the best choice to have, says Snips TV. By the way, thank you to everybody watching over there on Kick. 325 followers. Keep doing keep doing that. Consider becoming a subscriber over there to support me. We are working on that goal of getting verified. So if you become a subscriber, gifting subscribers on Kick don't count. So you want to, we, we need people to do it on their own if we're going to try and get that verification over there. Or we could just talk to Kick. I've reached out. We'll, we'll see. Imagine paying, imagine paying $500 to have $300 console performance as Butters. Lono always speaking the truth. You're all facts. Yeah, like, that's all today's show open was. I spent most of the 30-minute show open just reading quotations to you. I'm like, this is what they said. Is that what you got? What's the comeback? What's the comeback? I mean, really, truly. Look, why do you think they set this video to private, bro? They don't want this video on their channel. None of the things that are stated in this video came true. None. You can still watch it on IGN. You should you shouldn't ay. I don't feel like I've had a single promise on the other system that has been like just a flat out broken promise. I ha- I haven't felt that at all. 
I wonder if Microsoft thought they had more time before the Series S started showing its limitations with the new generation. The S came out during cross-gen support period. I think they didn't think that devs working on PlayStation would get that system figured out so quickly. With the focus in interviews talking about how prior-gen games run better on the S, I'm thinking Microsoft thought games in mid-development on the prior-gen would be improved on the next-gen, if that makes sense. No, that makes sense, Alapark. My man Gaming Forte. Happy with my purchase of the Series X. I bought the console to play D2 at 4K60, but unfortunately Xbox sold the S on promises it wouldn't live up to. Forte, you're my man, and I got a Series X as well. And I I can't say Destiny 2 is compelling enough because it's not a next-gen game. Up Upping the performance of a game from the previous generation is awesome. That's not why I bought the rig. That's not why I bought the system. Like, if you just got this email selling up to 120, yeah, they're still doing it. Introducing the Series S 1 terabyte. Make the most of every gaming minute with lightning fast load times and gameplay up to 120 FPS, all powered by Xbox Velocity architecture. So they're still they're still running with, with up to 120 FPS, which, oh my gosh. The, the insanity of that is that how many people are taking that promise and thinking that, oh, well, they made good on the promise because I can in- install old games at 120. We don't need you rubbing our faces in the truth. I'm not trying to rub anybody's face in the truth. John Lineman's quote set me down this trail. Look at my channel. I've covered the Series S twice before this. I've done two live shows on it, and they were really, really spaced out. The The second time we talked about it was because of Baldur's Gate 3. Baldur's Gate 3 prompted me to say, I told you this was going to happen. I told you the Series S was going to be a problem, and you all called me a hater. And you said the devs just need to work harder. It's the devs' fault. Okay? The first time we covered it, I actually can't remember what we said. I actually can't remember. I forget the title of it. I looked these I looked up my my past live streams last night. I was like, okay, when we've talked about the Series S, what what should we do? Get time now for having an opinion. Nice. How about this? Just make it permanent. Alright, let me go in here. Let me go in here. Xbox Series S too weak. I did a live show about the memory problem in August of 2022. So about a year ago, about one year ago, I did a stream about the memory constraints because Microsoft opened up a little bit more memory and it didn't make any difference at all. And then in February of this year, I covered the Baldur's Gate situation. Yo, what's good, DK Baker? Thanks for gifting a membership. DK's like, well, we got to replace the one that just got bought want to show disrupt and take swipes at the topic you're done i don't let that i don't let that i don't let that stand here you can be right and still a hater they're not synonymous i think you meant to say you can be right and still a hater they're not exclusive they're not mutually exclusive if they were synonymous being right and being a hater would mean the same thing the synonym of a word is it means the same thing I guess, nice attempt. Isn't it funny how Xbox rarely mentions fidelity on their marketing, yet all I've heard recently is frame rates don't matter. Why, what happened with Baldur's Gate? 
So Baldur's Gate 3 is coming to console and they will not be able to release on the Series X and the Series S when it lands on PlayStation 5. And so people were like, what's going on? Is this a timed exclusive? And they came out and said, it's not a timed exclusive. They said, we cannot get split screen to the same standard on the Xbox Series S and Series X. So they they basically came out and said, the Series S, and people were like, they didn't say it was the Series S. How do you how do you interpret that then? I, I just I don't know how else do you interpret them saying we can't get split screen to the same standard on the series S and the series X. What's the problem? Is it the architecture of the boxes in general? What if you're if you're Sherlock Holmes and you're trying to figure out what they meant by that, you know, you're combing over it. I don't know I don't know how else you you could see it. Yo, it's good, Veter. Eugene says, Donnie, what's interesting is we tried for hours yesterday to see if Sony ever made a promise like Microsoft did in relation to frames and resolution, and we couldn't find a thing. Yeah, we literally in the Discord were researching this. I was like, did did play I, I literally said, I was like, did PlayStation ever promise native 4K? Because Microsoft promised native 4K on the Series X. They said that the only difference would be rendering resolution, that they would just drop the Series S to 1440. I watched the video. OMG, you're right. Yeah. That that video on IGN, I don't know. It's not long for this world. That that, <laughs> that video going to go poof just like the other one. They're like, hey, take that video down. That video is not supposed to be up anymore. We said a bunch of things that aren't true. Brother, I would keep the exact same energy if PlayStation set a video to private with a bunch of broken promises in it. I would I would I would I would do the same thing. Anonymous having the same meaning of another word. Yeah, I know you didn't use it correctly. You said you you, you didn't use synonymous correctly. What you meant to say was you can be right and still a hater. They are not synonymous. You're basically saying I can be both, as in they're not mutually exclusive. You can be both of these things. Your statement was just because you're telling the truth doesn't mean you're not a hater. You don't even understand the point that you were trying to make. Good golly. Sony said that they wanted a console to be easy to develop for. Check. Series S early adopters are scratching their heads after the new Series S announcement. In what way, PL? Smash the like button, y'all. Cryptopsy says there's almost 800 people here. Why don't we have 400 likes yet? If IGN takes it down, I'd question even more their integrity. I got it. I got I got I'm telling you right now, I can't believe the dadgum video is still up. I can't believe it's still up. It, it blew my mind. Like, I literally went to the, the Eurogamer article... I'm watching this video of this guy talk and I'm like, what the heck? I was like, none of this is true. It like it like blew my mind. And and I clicked on watch on YouTube and it said this video has been set to private. And I was like, what? So I go to Wayback Machine. Did I thank DK Baker for the for the gifted member? I think I did. DK Baker gifted a member and bumped us to eleven. I think. Did I thank you? Did I add that one? Alex Witter with a $10 super chat tip. 
It just sucks. Like, the portability of the S is such a convenience for my work travels, which is why I bought it. Thank you, Alex, for the $10 super chat. All the generosity from Alex. You're always so kind. Bradley with four months of membership. Guys, that grammar lesson deserves at least a few likes. Thank you. Sometimes I use words I don't understand so I can sound more photosynthesis. (laughs) That's good. That's a good joke, Dan. I wonder why Xbox made it private and didn't just remove it. Right. I used Wayback Machine. I was like, because this is what I was thinking. This is what I was thinking. I was like, maybe it was a Eurogamer video and they were only allowed to run it for a limited time or something. I was like, what? so let me just go to Wayback Machine. Let me see whose video this is. So I, I load in the URL to the video that's been set to private, and sure enough, this is what pops up on my screen. You can't find this video on the Xbox channel right now. It's gone. It is. It has been set to private. They, they, for... I don't, again, I don't know why you would do that. Why would you take a video with half a million views and set it to private? A video with half a million views, are you kidding me? That's great for, for discoverability. It's great for people searching for the Series S. This is, this is wonderful SEO power on YouTube. You don't take a half a million viewed video and set it to private just because you're like, yeah, well, you know, enough people have seen it. I mean, you know, you know marketing. We, we don't want too many people to see our marketing. I mean, that's just, that's, that's not really the goal of, of marketing your product. You know, we, we want to keep things at a, at a more lower scale. The perfect embodiment of different strokes, I suppose. I felt this was one of the stronger stories in recent years. I hugely enjoyed it. John Linneman saying Final Fantasy 16 story is very good. What third-party devs are avoiding the Xbox? Prozy. There's a handful. Mostly are they're they're mostly uh, Japan developers, Japanese developers, and that makes sense. I'm not going to try to use that as a smoking gun. Okay. What's good, Pop and Dolphins? My prediction has been. Okay, that in light of what's being discovered about the series S, and I don't think Matt Booty's comments are going to help either. I don't. I don't think his comments are going to help. Imagine hearing Matt Booty of Microsoft acknowledge it's harder to get games to run well on the series S after the promise was, oh no, yeah, it's minimal effort. It's it's very easy to scale down from the X to the S. They literally said that in this video. This video that's been sent to private not only made promises to consumers, it made promises to developers. Oh yeah, it's real easy. Minimal effort to scale your game down. Now we're hearing it confirmed three years into the life cycle of the box that, oh no, it's harder, sure, but, but you can plan better on your second game. What? What did you just say? I I can plan better? To what? Do more work? To, to, to go on a box and an ecosystem where if I'm not on Game Pass, it's difficult to garner sales? Devs avoiding Xbox are all the ones that Sony money hadded. Nothing to do with hardware limitations. That's not true. That's a misrepresentation. A lot of the companies that have avoided Xbox, it has nothing to do with that. That's a lie that's been that's been circulated by dishonest pundits and podcasts. Let 
layman's terms i said it's not synonymous hater and being right they do not mean the same thing which is why you can be a hater and right i'm not sure why you and chat don't understand basic language i don't know why you think we care what you think you've made a fatal error and continue to talk about it so another gifted member from joker he pushes us to 12 we're close to the 10 bomb layup if you get it to 15 some of the big boys like to swoop in what is my wife sending me hang on a second what is this oh <laughs> cute just look at Baldur's Gate being an accidental PlayStation exclusive S has issues yeah the, 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 the idea the idea that 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 oh everybody's skipping the Xbox ecosystem it's only because they've been money hatted dev scaled Witcher 3 and Arkham Knight down for Switch so these devs have zero excuse for Series S you're, no, yeah, you're right. You're entitled to their game. You're entitled for them to do more work. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder why companies were willing to downscale games for the Switch. I wonder what the difference is. Hmm. Maybe if we look at how well Street Fighter Six did on the Xbox might make sense as to why companies would be willing to downscale their games for the Switch. Not to mention, I'm fairly certain a lot of the times companies do that, it's running on the cloud. So, you might want to do a little bit of research into the games that are actually being brought to the Nintendo Switch that seemingly shouldn't be running over there. A lot of them are running on the cloud. And last I checked, Witcher, Switch... Metacritic, I don't think games going over there and doing that have been doing that well, but I believe The Witcher did well. Yes, The Witcher did well, 85-84. So The Witcher is one of the first ones that's running well enough over there to get good scores. A lot of the games that have gone over there that are running on the cloud have terrible scores. Yo, what's good, CT Unicorn? Good to see you. The point is, there is no technical limitation. So you just say things that are false? Is that what you're doing today? Jaffe the incompletionist? That's not Jaffe, by the way, guys. You're just saying things that aren't true. (laughs) So the third-party companies are only avoiding Xbox because they've been money-hatted by Sony. That's a false statement. That's a lie. That's not true. The point is, there's no technical limitation. That also is not true. Go for three. Go for three. I I dare you. Just go for three. Put a third lie in my chat. Right? People from Philadelphia are Phoenicians. Like, just, just type something else in the chat that just isn't true. There's no technical limitations. Those games are native on Switch. I wasn't speaking specifically to the ones running native on Switch. I was saying games were coming to the Switch on cloud and weren't faring very well. So it makes sense that teams were willing to do the extra work to, to, to actually, uh, I was going to say monetize, optimize, to optimize games for the Switch. Why? What's the biggest difference between the Switch and the Series S? People buy games on the Nintendo Switch. It's it's Witcher's doing fine on the Switch because the people reviewing it are likely okay with the degraded graphics because they're playing on a dadgum Nintendo Switch. It's like an 8.4 as an 85 from the review outlets. They got Doom to run on the Switch. Not true because you say so? 
No, it's not true because it's objectively and demonstrably false. To say there's no technical limitation on the Series S is so painfully stupid, I can't believe you typed it. It is so, it's like, it's painfully stupid. It's embarrassing that we're having this conversation. It's embarrassing. There's no technical limitation on the Series S. Sure. And yet, and yet, why is Matt Booty taking questions about the challenges of developing a game and getting it to run on the Series S? Why is he tabling that question? Why didn't he simply say, well, according to Jaffe the Incompletionist in YouTube comments, there is no technical limitation. I don't know what you're talking about. They don't have to do more work. That's not what he said. He said, well, yeah. But they can plan better on the second game. He literally concedes the limitation. He concedes the extra dev time. Stop saying things that aren't true. You're wasting my time. And you're wasting everybody else's time. Typically, I wouldn't even acknowledge it, but you're somebody that's here on a regular basis, and you got a long-standing member badge. Like, you're you're wasting people's time just saying stuff that's not true. Xbox needs to leave, uh, so another Japanese company can come out with a console. I don't think we need another console. Xbox has, Xbox has amazing amazing teams and amazing property they do they do like they just need they just need to deliver they just need to deliver good games man yo good morning brooklyn breed koei with 16 months welcome in to hate something means that you truly don't uh like it Something, uh, something. Oh, you truly don't like something. To be critical of something, you are being understanding and pointing out the good and the bad. Don't argue with the donkey. Yeah, don't argue with the donkey about the color of the sky. Gee, many Christmas. Two dollars from True Witty. I thought Sony is broke. How can they money had everyone? <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's true. That's good. True Witty. Yeah, they broke. Sony broke. Stay broke, Sony. Sony money had it, all these third-party companies, and we can't get games over here. No, you can't get games over there because you built a weaker system and an ecosystem where people don't buy games. Don't you understand what's happening? This is everything we talked about. We talked about all of this in the past. Even before I did the two-week episode in August of 2022... In late 2021, I was trying to tell folks, I said, the Series S is a self-made Trojan horse. This simply won't work. They're all limited. They're all three-year-old consoles. Just because they all have the same life cycle doesn't mean they're equivalent. That's, That's a false equivalency. That isn't true. You could say, yeah, all all these guys, all these guys are going to have a hard time running fast. They're all 80. Well, if two of them are Olympians, former Olympians, and one's a couch potato, it doesn't matter that they're all 80 years old. Two of them are going to run a whole lot faster than the couch potato. Like, well, they're all three-year-old tech. They're all limited. What a wonderful hand wave. 
just wipe over the fact that one of the group, one in the group is significantly weaker than the rest. Now, the interesting thing that came out of the Digital Foundry video where they were talking about this, this is actually an interesting observation that Alex made and John Linneman supported. He said, they said that this generation will last longer. Every generation lasts longer because it just, it takes longer and longer to get the games out. And John Linneman's like, yeah, it's taking longer and longer to get games out. So this generation will last longer. And if what set us down this trail, what set us down this rabbit trail is that the Series S is seen as the standard console and the Series X is seen as the mid-gen update. Buddy, if you're looking for power, if you're looking for next-gen, I just, I I hate to say it, I just don't think you're going to see it over there. I don't think that's the focus. I don't. Huh? Gens haven't lasted longer? They were saying that as it's gone on, each gen has lasted longer. That's what they said. Is that not accurate? I It sounded right to me. I was like, I think that's true, that each gen's lasted longer than the previous. Super Mario Brothers Wonder? What's that? I call this the lastest, as the longest gen during Siki. I think it's going to be longer to make something significantly better than the PS5. Yeah, I mean, I don't even... The PS5 Pro is rumored to have accelerated ray tracing. I think, they're again, I think they're trying to meet developers where they are. I don't think they're trying to create some system that's going to blow the standard PlayStation 5 out of the water. It's usual seven years. They they seem to be under the impression at Digital Founder that this generation is going to last much longer than the previous. Why don't gamers play Sega games backwards? It takes ages. Hellfire with a nine-month renewal and it's a VIP. Seems Sony and Square Enix is more than what we know. Jim Ryan doing a video during Summerfest for Final Fantasy 16 seemed weird. I think Sony would have a deal to purchase Square Enix or will be depending. No, there's no reason to buy Square Enix. They're partners at this point. Why would you buy them? There's no. Why would you take on that cost? There's no reason to put that capital up. And take the risk. Just let Square Enix keep making great games for your system. New Mario game just announced. Back to 2D side-scrolling. Crazy power-ups. Awesome. The PlayStation 1 to PlayStation 2 was 6. PlayStation 2 to PlayStation 3 was 6. PlayStation 3 to PlayStation 4 was 7. PlayStation 4 to PlayStation 5 was 7. Okay. So it wasn't drastic, Eugene, but it was 6. 6. Then it was 7. Seven. They're saying this gen's going to be longer. So it was only by a year, but I think what they're saying stands from your research there. It went from being six-year generations to seven-year generations, and they're saying this is going to be longer. This this is going to be eight or more. I actually think they're correct. That's just release dates. The PS2 gen was much longer, and and arguably PS4 gen is still going. Right, but I, you, you see what they're saying, Eugene. I think what they were saying wasn't necessarily length of life. They were saying when they start pushing the next gen. Poe Buddy's Nervic with nine months and it's a VIP. I don't think they were saying 
the life and how long they lasted and got games. I think what John Linneman and Alex were stressing is the length of time before they push out a new gen. They're saying it got longer, and they're saying it's going to be longer this time as well, because it's going to take way longer to make games for this gen. You're not going to want to immediately be like, oh my gosh, it's been seven years and you're already cranking out a new box? We, we, we just got to the point where we filled your catalog with games. There, there, are game, there are people making games right now for PlayStation 5 that won't come out until 2028 or 2029. So they're saying there won't be a push to a new gen. It'll take longer this time. That's fair. Mid-gen refreshes are going to extend it for sure. That's kind of what they were thinking in the realm of like mid-gen refreshes. Alex was like, we, you, we haven't even really gotten the full power and scope of the PlayStation 5. I'd push back. You know, I you, I obviously been joking about how I think he's a good looking guy, right? Like, listen, buddy, you, I I think you're a smoke show, but uh, I don't agree with you. I, not we we got Final Fantasy 16s in the market right now, claiming that they, it's going to display the power. It's it's at the ceiling of power of the fi- of the PlayStation Five. I don't think there's a bunch of new tricks to learn. I I don't. I don't think we're in some weird holding pattern like in the next three or four years we're really going to see games blow the doors off. You got Yoshi P out here saying this thing is going to show off the power of the PS5. This game couldn't even have been made without the PlayStation 5. And then being like, well, we haven't really seen the full scope of the PlayStation 5's power. What are you talking about? You said that last week. Final Fantasy 16 launches tomorrow. I, I don't think we're getting much further beyond FF16. I don't. There's only so much you can do on these boxes. There's not some wizardry somewhere where you can just be like, "Yeah, man, we're gonna, we're, <laughs> we're, we're just gonna pull out some magic tricks." And that, and and, and Alex was saying that because he didn't want to see a mid-gen refresh. He's like, his argument was basically, "We haven't really seen the full scope of power yet, so why would you do a mid-gen refresh?" And I'm like, Alex. My homie here, like, I love you, but we we are there already. There's no tricks with this hardware. The the developers are very tuned in to the hardware already. Unreal 5 might help. He did make mention to that. I'll give him credit. He said, we haven't seen any of these Unreal 5 games come out yet. AI upscaling and frame gen may be those magic bullets. Oh, I f- feel like we have just such a long way to go before that really gets... That's going to take so long to get its footing, Zubair. I don't think it'll land on games this gen. It's going to take so long. Games are already in development. Think about this with me, Zubair. If you want a really, really good, crazy, awesome next-gen game, we're saying five five years minimum, right? Well, add five years to now. There are games in development right now that are starting development or they're just now getting into full production. So they're going to be coming out in 2027 and 2028. Do you really think games coming out in 2027 and 2028 that are in development right now are going to be able to utilize that tech? That tech's in its infancy. That means the tech wouldn't just have to come out, become developed, become fully fledged. You'd have to have a method of, of tech integration. How, how can we integrate this tech into... So that's secondary technology. You'd have machine learning and AI and all this stuff over here for upscaling and all this wizardry, right? And here's our game that's four years into its development cycle. You need somehow to integrate that in. I don't. I just don't see it. I don't see it. 
in 2027 and 2028, I don't think you're going to see games that are like, oh man, this is blowing Final Fantasy 16 out of the water. They learned so many tricks. No, the games are already in development. They're already built. The engines have already been tuned to the PS5. Decima, Insomniac's homebrewed engine, uh, whatever um, whatever Santa Monica uses. We're, we're, not, we're, not getting, we're not getting beyond where we are now by any grand stretch. I don't think so. Super Mario Brothers Wonder is coming October 20th. It's a new uh, 2D Mario game. Oh my gosh, it looks awesome. Does it have any kind of co-op or is it just straight single player? The AMD solutions and the chips in the consoles are AMD. is all software. NVIDIA's solution needs special hardware, so that's likely what Nintendo will use. Did you say solemn... I think the mid-gen console refresh isn't going to go above current resolutions nor FPS. I think it will only lead to more stable and more consistency in current performance showings with less 30 FPS. I fully agree with that. This is what I think you're going to get out of a PS5 Pro. The reason we're on this subject, you're like, you're talking about the Series S, why are you talking about a PS5 Pro? What set us down this rabbit trail, let me give you a bit of a recap. Make sure and smash the like button if you're enjoying the conversation. There's 800 people here. We should have well over 400 likes. That helps out my video. It helps more people find it. Consider becoming a member. Don't sit around and wait for a gift. Become a member yourself. Click that dollar sign. Five bucks. Every 25, I give five back as a thank you. And we do members only stuff every single day. Okay? Oh, it does have four-player co-op. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, the reason that we're talking about a mid-gen refresh on the PlayStation 5 is because the Series S, we went down this rabbit trail because Digital Foundry was talking about what's the mid-gen refresh going to look like for these consoles. And John Linneman, the one on the podcast who wears the glasses, not the older gentleman with the glasses, that's Richard. John's usually down in the corner, glasses, and he said that... Xbox views the Series X as their mid-gen refresh. The Series S is seen as like the standard model. That's what he was told in March of 2020 when they were at Microsoft headquarters, okay? So we started talking about PlayStation 5 mid-gen refresh and people started talking about the power of the PlayStation 5 and the games we're going to be getting. And Alex, the other guy in the podcast, the other younger guy, he's like, I don't think we need a mid-gen refresh on the PS5. We haven't really seen the full scope of the power of these boxes. We haven't really seen these Unreal 5 games. And... He'll have his wish this year, I think. Right? In your view, nothing will look better than Final Fantasy. I'm not saying nothing will look better. What I'm saying is you aren't going to see anything like blowing it away. You're not going to like... So basically the mindset is this. Typically when you would get late generation, when you got late generation, the games would look crazy better than the games that came out early. And my contention has been for a very long time, and I've been disagreed with on this strongly, and I'm holding my position. I am not budging. You will not see games on the PS5 late in its life cycle. You will not see games that are blowing God of War Ragnarok and Final Fantasy 16 and um, Horizon Burning Shores. You will not see games that are blowing those out of the water. The differences will be marginal. They'll be harder to detect. You're going to be maybe having a fuller suite of ray tracing. You're going to be having maybe more consistent performance. Uh, you know, maybe more performance options. You're not going to see games where you're like, oh my gosh, this makes Final Fantasy 16 look old gen. This makes Burning Shores look old gen. That will not happen. I've been trying to tell people, 
here's the ceiling of power and performance of the PS5, and we're like right here. We're close to the ceiling. When we get to the ceiling, you will not detect the differences that much. It, they won't be as detectable. I've made this case ten times over. I, I simply... I, I've not been compelled to think differently about this. I haven't been. I don't think there's wizardry coming. I don't think there's tricks coming. The hardware in the PlayStation 5 is fully known and and well integrated into development cycles of these companies already. They already know how to squeeze as much as they can out of the box. That's that's the long and short of it. And if you bought a Series S, today, if you go back and watch my opening monologue, is all about the marketing and the messaging around the Series S has been misleading, false, untrue, it's been mixed, it's been confusing. Many people bought the uh, the Xbox Series S on the promise of a box that would do everything the Series X could do just at 1440, and that is false. That did not come true. So much so that Xbox set this video to private. They don't want you to see this video. Half a million viewed video getting set to private. There's a reason for that. They didn't set this to private just because they suddenly realized, you know, oh, we, we, we got another video we want to push. No. A video with half a million views in the, in the, in the ecosystem of YouTube and SEO and, and marketing, that's, that's powerful. And they, they set it to private because it's just a bunch of lies. None of it came true. What did I just do? I just left. I bumped a button on kick. There we go. 13 members on the day. Omar gifts one. Give me two more singles, man. Set up the layup, somebody. We had a little gifted member train earlier today. Thank you, everybody, who has gifted a member to the channel. A lot of generosity today from Omar and Joker and DK Baker. AOZ, um... I miss your re-up, AOZ. 11 months. I don't think I shouted out these re-ups. SSJ Gohan had a 13-month re-up. It's a VIP. Uh, we had AOZ with an 11-month VIP gold. He said, they set the video to private. Intentions are pretty clear. It's deceptive. Best show on YouTube. Member up. I'm sorry I missed those. I don't know why I missed those. I must have been in full ramp mode. B-Rex Media with four months of membership. It's a shame Xbox just can't have a generation where the messaging and the games are good. Thanks for all the work you put in to keep us informed. Listen, if there's one thing I'm thankful for today is chat chat is not getting uber uber hijacked by a bunch of people saying nonsense. I put a lot of work into these show opens, man. That took me a long time to research last night. Two single gifteds, one from Omar, one from Joker, and then a five spot from Alex. That takes us to 20. Oops. And then Omar does another one and takes us to 21 out of 25. And then another one. You guys are doing a gifted member train. Keep it going. Somebody jump on this, man. You can do one at a time. Look at the chat. It's buzzing out of nowhere. Just like that, you guys can spin it up. Omar gifts one. Alex gifted five. Joker gifts one. Omar gifts one. And Kazumi Kadan... Kazumi Kazumi Kadan... Oh, I had it the other day. Kozumiku Dansu gifts one. Kozumiku Dansu. I think I'm saying that somewhat right. One from DK Baker. Thank you very much, DK. We had a really good member stream yesterday. If you're a member and you've been around since 2020, you really want to watch that one. You guys still trust those early reviews? Ryan comes in with a gifted member. 
I do. I trust early reviews if it's enough so if it's enough different sources, if there's enough variety, yeah, I trust them. We'll do a review roundup of Final Fantasy 16 tomorrow. Yes. Who's going to do it? Who's going to who's going to crown it? Oh, SFC smokes a lot. Sergeant First Class smokes a lot says, "Nuh-uh, we're not going to get a nice little clean victory." He slams a fiver home and takes us to 29 gifted members on the day. Thank you. Thank you. I'm broke. Let me get a gifted. Yo, El Nini, you got to be here as often as you can, and then you'll get one. You know what else helps? Smashing like, talking in the chat. Make sure you're subscribed so you can talk in my chat. We've got over 400 likes. Set us on the horizon there. Get us on the track for a uh, hey, a lot of new subscribers today as well. A lot of new subscribers. DK Beggar with the layup to 30. Somebody can drop a 20 bomb. The big boys like to do it. That would slam it home to 50 on the day, and I would owe you 10 members. I'm getting messages from Shopify. Uh, Why am I getting messages from Shopify? Are these... Are these... No, you're fine? What is this? Thank you very much? I don't know why I'm getting this. I didn't realize that was even possible. Adam gifts one. Thank you so much. Adam bumps it to 31. It's still a layup. You can still hit 50 and be the agent of chaos. You can do both in one swing. Salty Gamer with 12 months and it's a VIP. I have an Xbox Series X and only use it for YouTube, Prime, BBC Player, and FIFA on a Friday because I play on my PS5 and my PSC and my PC more. What's remarkable today is, as I said, you know, I, it took me a really, really long time to research this. I literally had to watch a video and type out what was said because I said to myself, I, I am not going to show this video. I'm not going to risk it. I, I, I'm not going to give Microsoft that kind of power over my video. Did you see Super Mario RPG remake announcement? I was told about it. I haven't seen it yet. Paul says, technological advancements have generally slowed down year on year as it is. You can't always brute force with hardware alone. So the longer we do make games for a set console, the better the games will get. But I do agree, we won't see any massive jumps. I need to know a reviewer likes the same games I like before I value their input. I think that helps techno, but I also think when you have a wide gamut of review sources and they're all very different, I think that's help. I think that helps. If you're just tuning in, welcome into Reforge Gaming. I'm a safer work broadcaster. We do an interactive talk show like this Monday through Friday. I do keep it safe for work. A lot of people subscribe to the channel and then they throw me on in the background like a, a video game podcast. Okay. Today's subject is the Series S. The Xbox Series S, in my estimation, has had mixed messaging, uh, misleading marketing. They haven't made good on their promises there's even a video on the xbox channel i found in my research i had to use a wayback machine archive website to find the video it's been set to private on their channel so we've been going through that discussion today discussing mid-gen um mid-gen stuff you're reading from i was talking to a customer about their order yeah i don't know why i'm getting emails about that i don't know i have any idea I didn't get a notification for the one order. He ordered it on Friday and I printed today. So that was my mistake. Somebody ordered yesterday. So I printed both those orders last night. A friend of mine recommended your channel, says Bard. I'm impressed with your coverage and will keep watching. Appreciate your research. Thank you very much, Bard. I appreciate that. Uh, What's B-Nipple saying? Snap. I have an Xbox Series X and I have a PS5. I use them to prop up my 4090 PC fan. 
<laughs> Stop. Stop, man. You PC Master Race guys. I just got my Final Fantasy 16 email. It's arriving tomorrow. Yeah, I'll get it all installed tonight. That'll be the plan for tomorrow for those that are interested. I will do a review roundup in the morning. What I do for you, I go out, I grab reviews that I think are good, reputable, trustworthy. I'll give you a roundup of what they think. I'll grab a couple of video reviews, a couple of articles, give you some choice statements and some uh, and some quotes, and then I will be jumping in and playing the game. If you don't want any spoilers, I highly recommend uh, playing the prologue and then maybe tomorrow watch for like the first hour. And if you don't want spoilers, that'll help me out. We don't play a lot of, uh, of games here at length. We play them on the launch date. We show them off. You get a look at them. I did that with Layers of Fear. I did that with... I'm going to do that with Final Fantasy 16. I also have a Pico 4 unboxing. You can kind of see it there. It's a really nice all-in-one VR headset. There's the box. And um, that unboxing is available right now. I will have some game reviews soon. And then I'll do a final review of the device. Those are uploads. So if you're interested, you can support those as well. I'll have an upload today about Fable. I react to an article that's basically saying, stop top, stop talking about Fable is essentially what the article is saying. And I interact with it because I think the marketing is shifting in gaming. So that video will be forthcoming in about an hour and we'll all go watch it together in a premiere. And then if you're a member, you can join us for the debrief after. So in the next hour, you've got plenty of time to get more gifted members or become one. And you've got plenty of time to add to the discussion. What do you think about the Series S? What do you think about the general topic of a mid-gen update to consoles? Would you buy a PlayStation 5 Pro? Are you disappointed in what's going on with Series X and S? Are you satisfied with your Series X or your Series S? I know you won't cover it right now, but just checking to see if you heard about the internal emails from Xbox discovering they want PlayStation out of the market. Might be a bombshell. I love my favorite part about that email is that people are like, oh, but that was before. (laughs) That was in 2019 before they were trying to buy ABK. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, that's typically when I would expect it to land. <laughs> we would have put PlayStation out of business. Really? How do you plan on doing that? Oh, I don't know. Aggressive mergers? <laughs> Imagine saying that in 2019 and then thinking that it's not, you know, evidence of the strategy that in the years that follow, you, you do massive acquisition attempts. Get the, the, the freaking dialogue on that's killing me. <laughs> Our goal is to put PlayStation out of business. <laughs> but he only, he said that in 2019. He said it in 2019. Really? What did they, what do he think? Did he think Halo Infinite and the Series X were going to do that? No. They were talking strategy. Oh, man. That 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 revelation just cracked me up. People thought that was the smoking gun. I was like, wait, 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 wait. It was in 2019. It was bef- it was before the acquisition. Y- yeah, yeah, and <laughs> a- and <laughs> you think that <laughs> you think that's a defense? You think that's defense of it? <laughs> It was a troll document by a PS5 fan? Really? Then why was the email redacted by Microsoft if it was just a troll document? We're not talking about that, though. I I don't... I don't... (laughs) 
2018. I'm going to murder my wife. Murder his wife in 2022. Well, what I said in 2018 is not relevant. <laughs> Xavier Walker says, I bought a Series X for my son, and I check out the occasional Xbox exclusive. So far, he's used it more than I have. I only tried Atomic Heart on Game Pass. Yeah, I was watching... Um, Doc Dark, if you guys are interested in an Asus ROG ally, Doc Dark is doing 14 days with the Asus ROG ally. His videos are doing great. I was like really excited for him. I was like, that's pretty cool. He could really get into, uh, you know, other other avenues of content, not just, you know, standing there and talking. He can also, uh, you know, cover hardware. I was like, whoa, look at him go. So if you're interested in that, he's had really, really good feedback on his experience every day, just kind of highlighting something new. Uh, Today's video was about battery, and he was playing Atomic Heart uh, on Game Pass on it. And it looked good. It looked pretty good. He's going to decide after 14 days and 14 videos if he's going to keep it or not, because he's got the 14-day return policy. They'll probably charge him a restocking fee, but... Um, yeah, good videos over there. He's a friend of the show. He's a good guy. I have to admit, I've been happy with my Series X for the most part, but the lacking FPS on many games and being, uh, has been a growing issue, especially with PVP games. A reference image for the progression of model quality in games where we are at a point of diminishing returns. Right. Yeah. I think that's a good, this is a really, really good image to show. Let me, let me pull this up for everybody. Hang on one second. It's a little difficult for me because I have to have kick open on the on the gaming rig to see uh, what everybody's saying. But let me drag this over and then let me drag this up. Okay, so as you can see here, if you look at what happens the more you add 60 to 600, huge difference. 600 to 6,000, huge difference. 6,000 to 60,000, you're like, wait, they almost look the same, okay? This is a good this is a good I- illustration of what I've been trying to say is that I believe right here this is a- an example or this is analogous to Burning Shores, God of War Ragnarok, you know, Final Fantasy 16. And this right here is a late gen PS5 game. I I think you're going to say, well there's differences, but you've really got to get out the fine tooth comb to see them. It's just it's 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 getting harder and harder to to see those differences. Uh, hi, sorry, just tuned in not long. Upgraded to an S due to the old faithful 360 finally died, so please summarize for me. I have made a mistake. Thank you all. Terry, it all comes down to why you bought the Series S, okay? There are people who bought an Xbox Series S because they thought it's going to do everything the Series X can do just at a lower resolution. If you bought the Series S thinking that was going to happen, I have bad news for you. That is not going to happen, okay? If you bought the Series S hoping to just be able to keep all your old games, maybe increase performance of those old games, have a really low entrance cost to get into the Game Pass ecosystem, if performance doesn't really matter to you, if 30 FPS doesn't bother you, then you have nothing to worry about. It all comes down to the type of consumer that you are. What were your expectations when you bought the Series S? The Series S is a wonderful purchase for a certain type of consumer. It's a very irritating purchase for consumers that have already spoke up this morning in my chat and they thought, 
I thought I was buying a 1440 next gen box. I, I, I thought I was going to get all the same performance as the Series X, just at a lower resolution. And I, those people feel like they wasted their money. And I think that they did. I think that they did. Graphically won't be huge leaps, says Eugene, but advances in upscaling ETC will result in improvements, and those improvements will come with a reduction in resources required. As a result, frames will get better. I hope you're right, Eugene, because that'll be a wonderful, you know, counter-narrative and counter-result to all these people saying, oh, no, yeah, this is kind of a reset. We're going to be getting more 30 FPS games. I don't think so. I think those people are woefully wrong. I think they're trying to defend Gotham Knights or Redfall or Starfield. I think they have a bias and they're trying to claim like, oh, yeah, we're going back to 30 FPS games. I'm like, I don't think so. And thank the Lord for Sony for that. I think they're going to keep pushing the envelope and they're not going to let us go back. They're not going to let their developers go back. What a wonderful dividing line that will be. That, you know, Xbox defenders will be having to say, oh yeah, we just, you know, 30 FPS, we just kind of went back in time. And PlayStation 5 is going to be like, we didn't. We didn't do that. You want to you play Final Fantasy 16 performance mode? God of War? Returnal? Ratchet and Clank? Horizon Forbidden West, Burning Shores. You want to play all this at uh, at performance at 60? Go right ahead. Go right ahead. Oh, don't worry. Spider-Man 2 is coming. It'll be the same. Yeah, it'll have performance. Like, that'll be a wonderful dividing line. That'll be a huge, huge asset for, for PlayStation's marketing. I think... I think Xbox knows that's the future for them. It's why they don't focus on power anymore. They don't focus on power and performance. It's It's... It's why this video is unlisted. It is. Here. Same video is available, by the way. Go watch this video on IGN sometime today. And your jaw is just going to drop. Your jaw will drop. Not a single promise in this video has come true. It's just a video of a bunch of... It's like they're talking about something else. It's like a video from the future. It's why it's set to private on the Xbox channel. And for those that are like, but, but the Switch, the Nintendo Switch is what I'll remind you is considered a hybrid handheld console. Yeah, it also launched in 2017, not 2020. When the Xbox Series X and S and PlayStation 5 hit the market, the the Nintendo Switch was three years old at that point in time. It was three years into its life cycle. It wasn't next gen. Imagine. I want you to imagine that being the headline. In, in November of 2020, when the Series X and S landed, imagine the headline being like, yeah, it'll run games as, uh, as good or a little bit better than the Nintendo Switch. People are like, what are you talking about? That's an old system at this point. That's a handheld. What do you mean? Eugene says, oh, where are you? I just prefer to scroll up. I can't find you. I'll just click on the image. Uh, second part. Gameplay will be better. Lots of things will be better because of more resources available. Also, increase in frames equals a significantly better image in motion. Sure. Sure. Right. It, and, and again, Eugene, I think those things are less noticeable. They're noticeable, but they're not as noticeable as what we saw in previous generations when you get to the end of the life cycle of the console and you're playing The Last of Us. Yo, what's good, Do Works? Good to see you on kick. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Click follow. Click subscribe. 
supporting me over here is just as helpful doing multi-streaming part it's the future wave anime with three months in a vip membership i feel trapped in a crossroads i played my pc more compared to my series s so i got rid of it but the poor optimization for xbox games on pc had me missing my xbox but i don't want an s again Hilly says, what is, my, what is Microsoft's focus with gaming? Is it Game Pass? Is it cloud? Is it mobile? They seem to me a jack-of-all-trades, master of none. I saw a great video last night, Hilly, where I felt like the guy summarized all of the concerns and problems with Microsoft. He basically talked about how Microsoft is so large, they can literally take losses for the next 20 years in gaming and slowly just try to edge everybody else out he's like that's their strategy they're willing to take a loss they're willing to sell a box that doesn't make good on its promises they don't care they're just trying to do everything they can to establish a foothold game pass cloud presence on pc right they're willing to take losses on all of that because their hope would be well if we can land abk in 15 years you'll only be able to play those games on our services that's why they kept stressing 10 years in the abk deal in the activision deal 10 years 10 years 10 years why well because in 15 they would just put everything behind a siloed subscription wall same they, same way they've treated their operating system or their software or their or their office solutions it's the same idea you basically lose lead, lost lead, lost lead, lost lead, lost lead. Well, now we're in the dominant position. Rake in the profit. And when you're as big as them, that loss over 20 years is merely a business expense. It's just the cost of doing business. It's, well, we'll get there eventually. The, the rudder will turn. We'll be in the dominant position. And then you turn the heat up. Then you put everything behind a subscription fee. Then you raise your subscription prices. Then we're the then we're the only game in town. You you think when Matt Booty said their goal was to put Sony out of business, PlayStation out of business, you think he was just typing and puffing his chest out? You don't think that's the plan? It's Microsoft. I've said this before. People don't see Microsoft. People don't see Microsoft. The Xbox is this green shield that blinds them. They don't see the company behind the curtain that is vicious. They are vicious. They they literally will do loss lead for 20 years. They don't care. Th- then they'll be the biggest game in cloud. They'll be the biggest game in mobile. They'll be the biggest game on in console. They'll just edge everybody out. Game subscription services, cloud solutions, mobile solutions. They'll be everywhere. And they'll be like, well, it took us 20 years to get here, but... Nobody could stand to toe with us because our pockets are so deep that that's what we'll do. We will loss lead, edge everybody else out. Nobody understands. Like these guys cheering for the Activision deal, they don't understand what they're cheering for. Derp a derp, I'm going to get games on Game Pass. You literally don't see what's happening. Walmart, Amazon, so many examples of this war of attrition. Right. Companies the size of Amazon and Walmart, that's the strategy. You you literally loss lead your competition out of the market. And then you don't have anything to worry about. You're God at that point. 
You just lost lead, lost lead, gobble, 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 gobble. Lost lead, lost lead, gobble, gobble, gobble. And then no one else is around. It's just you. Just you. PC Gamer reporting. More than a few players were not aware of how Diablo 4 seasons work. I got an am- <laughs> I got an amazing DM this morning from Ink Sanity, longtime supporter of the show. He's like, brother, we don't always agree. He's like, I love you. I've always supported you. I disagreed so much with your Diablo 4 coverage. He's like, you were right. <laughs> you were right. <laughs> this is my absolute favorite. My favorite thing about Diablo 4 is watching outlets, gaming outlets, gaming bloggers that are like, Huh? Did you know we, we have to make a new character to, to engage in the seasonal content? Wait, huh? Did you see this? You report on gaming! What are you doing? How is this a revelation? How? I got so much hate. I got so much criticism. This is just how ARPGs work, dude. You you just aren't a fan of ARPGs. You have gaming outlets that report on gaming that are like, Huh? What? How did this happen? They told you months ago and I tried to tell everybody I tried I was like nobody's going to like this do you honestly think people are going to invest hundreds of hours in a character and then you're going to be like surprise mother you want to play season one you got to make a new character oh people will be fine with that that's fun that's just how ARPGs are and here we sit it all you 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 always come back to me. <laughs> always come back to me. I tried to tell you. I tried to tell folks. I was like this will not work. People will reject this. You don't understand the psychology of gamers. You don't understand player incentivization. You don't understand long tail engagement. If you think people are going to start all the way over after investing that much time. Yippee skippy, time for the battle pass. Yippee skippy, time for season one. Hold on. You can't go in and have all that fun. What do I have to do? You have to make a new character. (laughs) Clueless. Absolutely clueless. I told you that game had a dissonant identity. I told people that that game had two identities and that people would reject the seasonal model. And here we are. I am inevitable. If I tell you something's going to happen in a live service game, place your bets. Place them. It it, abso- Ugh, it absolutely kills me. It kills me that this is now hitting headlines. Y'all should have been reporting on this months ago. Y'all should have been putting pressure on Blizzard to change it. Instead, nobody catches it. Like, 
I've got a video that's like, you're gonna have to make 41 characters. Nobody's paying attention. Hello? Is this on? Nobody sees this. Hmm. You said seasonal content would bring you back to the debate with Mike. But I said that in the context of the game is so boring and so slow, I might actually enjoy the seasonal model more. Did you see what Rod Ferguson said? Did you see it? You ooh, you, you, oh, you can compete. You can complete, I should say. You can complete the seasonal battle pass and the seasonal challenges while doing the campaign. Did you hear what I just said? Track with me. Your your best option right now is just to stop playing. Stop playing. Just delete your character. Delete him. Just start a new character when season one starts and then run the campaign. You'll be completing the campaign. You'll be completing the seasonal challenges and you'll be completing the seasonal battle pass. Well, that's just wonderful. That's wonderful game design. Just invalidate everything that's happened up to now. It's beautiful. (laughs) What the frick? I couldn't believe it. I had to reread Rod Ferguson's tweet like three times to make sure. Did this this mother just say this? Did he just say this? You, wait, wait, you, wait. I can run the campaign with my seasonal character and it will progress the battle pass of the season and the seasonal challenges? What? What? I bought the deluxe. Didn't know that I had to remake another character. Why am I grinding so hard to get my druid to tier 4? I tried! I tried to tell everybody. I did my best, baby. I did streams about it. It's an MMO in disguise. It has an identity crisis. You're going to have to make 41 characters. Diablo 4 Seasons will make players quit. I made that video. I did my best. I failed you, Anakin. I have failed you. I I tried so hard. I got so much hate and so much criticism for it. I tried my best. And everybody's trying to shout me down. They're like, you don't know what you're talking about. This is how ARPGs are. You're just not a fan of ARPGs. Okay. All right. We'll see who ends up being right. It doesn't make sense to me. People keep saying and dismissing me saying Diablo has always been like this. No, that's not true. (laughs) It's not true at all. That video is aging like a fine wine. It's like they gave y'all a preseason. Lest we forget, lest we forget, starting over with a new character in season one, just a little reminder, season one, the ladders aren't even live yet. But the reviews, Lono, the sales. Yeah. Yeah, man. 
it sold really well. It reviewed really well. I, I never said that wouldn't happen. I said it'll be a massive commercial success. The story will probably be amazing. I said all those things. That's as easy as predicting Sunshine in San Diego. It's a Blizzard game. It's gonna sell well and review well. Come on. That's not a repudiation of what I tried to tell people about. Diablo 3 was like this, though? No, it was not. Diablo 3 launched in a terrible state with an auction house. It led to massive player exodus, complaint. It absolutely dissolved player incentivization and a content loot because you could just buy the loot that you needed, and many people chose to hack accounts, buy accounts, sell accounts online. Completely devolved into nonsense. And one year later, they launched a loot 2.0 system in the seasonal model, and they curated it, refined it over an eight-year period of time. That is not how Diablo 3 always was. You want to come a year later and give me a seasonal format after I've run the distance, after I've run the campaign, maxed out a character, played some DLC, played some add-on content, and then you want to run a seasonal grind where, hey, now if you want to make new characters, it's faster, and you can work on a battle pass, and you can work on this or that. Sure, I think people might have accepted it a little bit more if you would have waited that long, but you wait like a month when it's going to take 150 hours to get to level 100? You, 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 you don't want to know what you're talking about. You don't know what people are going to do. They're going to say, what? Wanted to get to level 100. Yeah, was Diablo 3 scaling mobs all the way to level 50? <laughs> I'm be dead honest with you guys. I'm going to be dead honest with you. It's easier to be wrong. I'm serious. It's easier to be wrong. Do you know what videos are more fun to make? Videos where I was wrong. Because I get to smile and say, I was wrong. It's great. (laughs) I was wrong. It's fun. I was wrong. It's a good game after all, guys. Yay. Those are way more fun to make. It's, it's, It's way more fun to make those videos. I, I, it's not, this isn't enjoyable. I told you that scaling of the enemies was going to lead to really reductionistic, really repetitive, tedious gameplay content loop that would feel painful and non-progressive and not really dynamic, but static. And here we sit. Everybody's like, man, that freaking damage scaling is just so boring. It doesn't really feel like I'm moving. You know, the, the, the non-vertical leveling system where you're constantly using the same abilities. And I just don't think that's going to work. I think that's going to get really boring over time. I really feel like the content loops in these games are dissonant and they're not really synergized or energized in the same way, not really putting you on the same pathway to the same goal. It's almost like one side of the game is competing with another side of the game and here we sit and it kills me because it was a game I was really looking forward to that's why I get so frustrated by it that's why I get so passionate it's like I was looking forward to this game man and and, and as the more I looked at it the more I read the blogs and the more I watched the videos I was like number one this game is not ready it's not ready and it's 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 gonna drive people away. I was praying I was wrong. Why can't you just talk it two times like that all the time? <laughs> Have you ever done auctions? No. Astacross literally said he's wasting his time right now when he found out. I'll give guys like Astacross, I'll give guys like him a pass because he has a main game. Right? 
this is one of the things I tried to tell people. You understand that when I tried to cover that, I had people in my I had people in my chat saying, "Surely it's not going to work that way. Surely they're going to let you do the battle pass, Lono. Surely you're mistaken, Lono." And I was like, "No, no, no. Read it carefully. This is what it says." So I give guys like him a pass because he's out there playing his main game. Diablo looks fun. It's it's scratching the itch. The demo, uh, the the betas, really really fun. Ding ding ding. Stuff's dropping. Neato. I'm gonna go play that game. I get that i get guys like him missing it but gaming outlets like what was it <laughs> listen to this tweet listen to this games radar tweeted diablo 4's battle passes hide a little catch for leveling you'll need to create a new diablo 4 character with every battle pass to level it up they they hide <clears throat> They, they hid this? No, they didn't hide it. You just didn't see it. You weren't paying attention. Why can't world bosses spawn more frequently? Little complaint I have. How do people miss this? I missed your ass across impression. That was hilarious. Yeah. People wanted me to react to his Diablo video. Did you see his vid on D2's monetization? No, I don't pay any attention to that game or that company. Yo, it's good infinite. There are reasons why making a new character each season is the best choice. <laughs> There are reasons paying your taxes every year is the best choice. Does that mean people like that? Does that mean people want to do it? <laughs> I love the IRS, bro. I just it's awesome. How much this year? Woo! Even higher than last year. Awesome. Whoosh. <laughs> Nothing like paying the success tax. <laughs> More money to you, because I did better. Man, the IRS is my jam. No, no one no one likes that. This is the best choice. According to who? (laughs) Eugene says his monetization vid was trash. Sensationalist trash. I'm in no mood to defend that game. I didn't watch it. (laughs) F taxes. Are we being funny now? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> hey, wait, wait. It's, a good, it's good. It's good to start all the way over. I mean, it's the best choice for enjoyment for the game as well as the business side of it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Stop. You sound a bit like Al Pacino there. Hooah! I'm in the dark here! Diablo 4 is only getting pushback in very small portions, like here. Okay. We'll see. We'll see what happens. DK Baker. 32 members out of 50. He's still pushing it. Absolute trash. Wait, that pay-to-win screenshot was from his video? 
It's pay to win when an unfair advantage in obtaining great loot is only accessible to players who spend more money than what is essential to play. Access to content? What? Huh? Isn't that... Wait. Mm, no, 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 no. No, I, I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> no, 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 no. Almost, you almost got me. I have like a magnet pulling on my brain. I was like, oh, is it half a decade of coverage? No. No. <laughs> I'm not talking about that freaking game, bro. Diablo 4 just got a huge influx of Destiny player base. As soon as they have to make a new character, they're out. That's probably true. <clears throat> Diablo 4 is getting lots of pushback all over. I see new negative articles about it about twice a day. Yeah. We're a little we're a little off topic. I'm kind of okay with that. I, I didn't I, we, there's there's only so much you can say in a 2 hour period about the Xbox Series S. If you are a little bit late to the show, smash the like button. Feel free to rejuvenate the discussion. What do you think about you know, if you go back and watch my monologue, I walked through a history lesson of the marketing. All we heard about was Series X, Series X, Project Scarlet, Series X, and then Series S was like a surprise. And they honestly didn't actually announce it or confirm it until leaks started hitting. So I don't even know if they had plans to to push it out at the same time as the Series X. I, I truly don't know. It, it, it felt like even the announcement and even the confirmation of its existence was uh, almost forced. Uh, Diablo 4 for me, uh, is getting very frustrating. I level up to get completely pub smash in every mob I come across. Um, yeah. But I love potatoes. <laughs> Why does Path of Exile not get this pushback? My Path of Exile markets to a much smaller market, and it markets to the PC market, and it markets to people that love to make spreadsheets in Excel to build a character. It's not the same. It's not enough feedback to get them to change that design choice, though. If you think it is, then you don't know Blizzard. I don't need to know Blizzard. I just need to know that I won't play then. Like, I'm not... It's it's that simple. I did the same thing with Modern Warfare. I tried to play laid back. I tried to play chill. I put up marginal stats, and I'd get put into sweat boxes. Do you know what I did? I set the controller down. You know how many people responded to my skill-based matchmaking videos? Sounds like a skill issue, bro. No. No. More like a motivation issue. I'm not even playing anymore. Like, that, it's that simple. You really think it's the PS5, Xbox Series X regarding the 60 FPS? Blame the developers. COD hit 60. It's really about the genre and the scope of the game. Why do players choose quality more than performance? First of all, I don't know if it's a founded fact that people choose quality more than performance. Secondly, that might be a juiced stat because so many games boot up in quality mode by default. You have to a lot of games you have to go in <clears throat> and voluntarily switch it to performance. And a lot of people they don't know that and they just boot up and play. Many people haven't converted over to 60 FPS only, so they don't even see it. They're just constantly playing games at 30. That's not a defense of 30. That's just me saying that a lot of people aren't aware that they're even playing the game at 30. That doesn't mean that these companies should get away with not making good on their promises, by the way. 
And I honestly don't necessarily understand your question. I never once said that the issue of 60 FPS was blamed on the PlayStation 5 or the Series X. It's crystal clear. You can demonstrate it in the market that PlayStation 5's having zero problem with performance mode and 60 FPS. Series X and Series S and first-party Xbox titles are the ones that are making us all kind of scratch our head and go, is it the games or is it the architecture? What what in Redfall? What's in there that makes it not able to hit 60 at launch? What's going on in that game? I don't see anything. There's nothing graphically demanding in that game. I don't see next-gen graphics. The game is great. I feel you're overly negative about it, but your platform to give your opinion... I'm not overly negative about it. Flip that all the way around, Ashley. I think the game is terrible. I feel you're overly positive about it. Like, just because we're on opposite ends of the spectrum doesn't mean that, like, I'm being overly negative. I, I covered that game a bunch. I have a channel called The Reforged Dungeon. I, I literally set out to cover that game and potentially play it at length. Like, what do you mean? Alex with the $10 super chat. Sorry to sidebar, had to step away for a second. The Diablo seasonal format makes me not want to finish the campaign. I said the same thing. I said the same thing, Alex. I said, well, I might as well not even continue the campaign. I can complete it later on the seasonal as with a seasonal character I'll just make a, a seasonal sorcerer or something and and like oh, yeah, my necro was fun but I'll just make a seasonal sorcerer I'll finish this the campaign later by the time season one rolls around you know the game will feel fresh again and I, you know there'll be new things to chase and get I'm basically not going to touch the game until season one now and I'll just beat the campaign with a seasonal character because according to Rod Ferguson, you can complete the campaign and complete the battle pass and the and the seasonal challenges. You don't have to play seasonal, Lamau. You don't have to type in my chat, Lamau. Like what do you what are we saying? Digital Foundry confirming that performance mode in Final Fantasy 16 needs improvement, but the overall quality, polish, and accomplishment of the game deserves lavish praise. Yeah. I'm bummed to hear that they still haven't resolved. I didn't... It, the way they talked about the day one patch, I didn't think it was going to all be resolved. <clears throat> it's optional. Why, though, you don't have to replay it? No, you have to beat the campaign in order to engage in the seasonal content. See what I'm saying? Like, nobody knows the full spectrum of what's going on in Diablo. I swear I need to do a show. I tried to tell y'all. Like I tried to. No one listened. You will have to complete the campaign already with one character before that will work? No. No. The w- Listen to how Rod Ferguson expressed it. <clears throat> he says... To take part in the seasonal questline mechanic, seasonal journey, and battle pass, you will need to create a new seasonal character. Playing campaign with a seasonal character, if you desire, or need to finish 
will also progress the season journey in Battle Pass. Did you hear what he just said? Not if you haven't cleared on the Eternal Realm, though. Listen to what he just said, Sweat. My man, you know I love you. That Listen to what the man said. Playing the campaign with the seasonal character, if you desire to, or if you still need to finish, will progress the season journey in the Battle Pass. What? Like, I literally yelled, what? I was like, what? Excuse me? I, I could just wait and run the campaign on a seasonal character? And it'll, it'll complete all this? What? Huh? I saw his tweet, but in the campfire thing, Joe said you need to complete it with a character. So they need to clarify. I told I told you. Dissonant. It, the game has a dissonance within it. They, they, they're, they're the mixed messaging. Which, which is it? I'm misunderstanding. Maybe you're not misunderstanding, Sweat. Maybe not. Listen to what Detective Seeds just said. It sounds like they're saying two different things. Because, listen, listen, Sweat. Prior to Rod's tweet, I thought the same way of what Detective Seeds just typed. I thought, wait a minute. I thought I had to complete the story in order to engage in the seasonal format. It sounds like, to me, you can run the campaign with the seasonal character. It will progress the battle pass. It will progress the seasonal challenges. Once you complete the campaign, I think you can then go do the seasonal content, the new seasonal quest lines. I bet you that's how they have it structured. Rod's tweet makes it sound like if you need to finish the campaign, you can do it with the seasonal character. What the, what the, huh? You want to head start things you should do before season one beat the campaign clear the map and get all the altars of lilith renown carries over lilith statues carry over if you found them yeah 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 they walked that one back i listened to you lono i didn't buy diablo 4 this this game's incomplete gonna wait for the complete edition honestly it sounds to me like if they give clarity and you can jump in and, be, and with a seasonal character and start in the campaign and work on the battle pass and the seasonal progression I, I don't know why you wouldn't just do that they were asked this during Q&A at the end I can DM the one guy he's always replied to me he's super nice Alex with the $5 super chat tip it's almost like somebody made a video called Diablo a game made for no one <laughs> Diablo a game made for no one hang on am I on the right account yeah what's his name his name's Alex isn't it shoot how long has it been since I DM'd a- Adam Adam his name's Adam just for some clarity. Rod seemed to indicate I can run the campaign with a seasonal character even if I have uh, not yet finished the campaign. And it will progress the battle pass and the seasonal progression it was my understanding that all seasonal content wouldn't be accessible until you 
completed the campaign. Appreciate any clarity on this matter. Thanks. Just for some clarity, Rod seemed to indicate I can run the campaign with the seasonal character even if I have not yet finished the campaign and it will progress the battle pass and the seasonal progression. It was my understanding that all seasonal content wouldn't be accessible until you completed the campaign. Appreciate any clarity on this matter. Thanks. Adam Fletcher's been good to respond to DMs and questions, so we'll see. Because the way Rod wrote it, it blew my mind. I was like, I don't even understand. So basically what you're telling people to do is wait for season one and then just jump in and complete the campaign with that season. Two million players playing Diablo daily. They did something right, it seems. See, Draven, the thing that frustrates me with people like yourself is you won't table any criticism, any problems, any complaints, because you'll just pull fallacy of the group. Well, a lot of people are playing, so yeah, what you're saying doesn't matter. Dude, just go somewhere else. Like, we're trying to have discussions about games, criticisms, and problems. Just throwing out this platitudinous attitude about like, well, it got great review scores, a lot of people are playing. You're not even having a conversation with us. You're just an NPC in the chat, just touting platitudes. Like, have a conversation. Have a back and forth. I think it's okay because I like it because it doesn't bother me because but just being dismissive of criticism and being like, well, a bunch of people are playing. They must have done something right. Got a bunch of great reviews. It's like, I have criticisms of the game. Well, then get down on the landscape of the discussion. You're like up here in platitude world. I don't care that it was commercially successful. I don't care that a ton of people are playing. I said all that would happen. That That's not even surprising. It's Diablo. That's not the issue. If you're playing and enjoying it, great. But you can't wave a hand and be dismissive when I'm sitting here saying, I, I'm telling you, this is a problem. Number one, there's a lack of clarity. I'm tell- There's a dissonance in the game. It seems like they built two different games. It's an MMO in disguise. People are not going to like remaking a character for the seasonal grind. All those things seem to be coming true. It's not a repudiation of me saying that and predicting that to be like, well, people are playing. I've noticed Rod seems to go on tangent sometimes and then refers back to Joe for clarity. Right, Graydon. I'm not saying if you've beaten the campaign, play it again. I think we're passing in the night. As somebody who doesn't want to make a new character just to do the battle pass and the seasonal progression, they just told me The best thing to do is wait, make a new character when the season starts, experience the entire campaign, because I haven't finished the campaign, play through the same, play through the entire campaign, you'll complete the progression of the season, you'll complete the battle pass, that's what I've been asking for. I've been asking for the ability to play the base game while also enjoying season pass and the seasonal progression, and they're saying I can do that. If I wait and create a character when the season starts. Now, my understanding was that wouldn't be possible. My understanding was if you want to engage in the seasonal content, you need to complete the campaign. That was my understanding. 
I don't agree with you about the seasonal characters. That was known ahead of time. I never claimed it wasn't known ahead of time. I was shocked that gaming outlets were surprised by it because it was known ahead of time. I never said otherwise. I tried to cover it and warn people, and people either thought I was off my rocker or they thought I was wrong. If you don't want to play seasonal characters or a battle pass, just play the game normally how you want. Once again, that's just a failure to understand the criticism. You're not engaging with the criticism. The criticism is this. The ongoing engine of a live service game is whatever the content model is to keep it going. Every game has an ongoing content model. Diablo's ongoing content model is a seasonal battle pass and a seasonal progression system with seasonal quest lines. In order for me to engage with that, I have to make a brand new character and ignore the character that I've just spent 50, 70, 100 hours on leveling up. That doesn't make any sense. The ongoing engine of Diablo 4's live service is literally telling me, you play this way or get out. You have a main character that you really like that's level 70 and you want to keep playing with them? Too bad, sweetheart. You got to make a new character if you want to engage with this ongoing engine. I've continued to say, if they notice a trend of people not doing it and not buying the battle pass, if it threatens the bottom line, if it threatens revenue, they'll make a change. They'll let us do progression of the battle pass and progression of the season with our main character. And the fact that you can make a character play the campaign with a seasonal character and it will level up the progression of the season and it will level the battle pass it tells me that they can do it they've already got it set up that way that's the main issue this game shouldn't have been an always online live service game offline mode should have been an option that wouldn't have saved me any trouble again if i want to play the game ongoing I have to do what they ask me to do. I've continued to say that that's a big ask for a lot of players. Campaign being redone is part of the season, although in D4 campaign is optional in seasons, unlike D3 seasons, but the season pass will likely have specific objectives, not XP based. Yeah, the season uh, the seasonal progression system is just a bunch of uh, a bunch of basically almost like bounties kind of. You're like moving your way through. It's like go do this, go do this, go do this. And once you check that, once you do it all, you move on. And they've even said you can do it out of order. <clears throat> if you want to do something that's in like uh, chapter 2, you can. Thank you kicking it with Timmy B. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, I just I think people, the the minute you feel what you like being criticized, like you like the seasonal format, you like making a new character, it's like you can't hear what I'm saying. It's like it goes, you're like, yeah, but if you want to play the game, just make a new character. And it's like, you didn't even hear what I said. You can do that. You can grind your ladders. You can make a new character. Have a ball. I'm asking for the most meager, it's the most meager request. It blows my mind that this is even a debate. Let me take my existing character and grind the battle pass and grind the seasonal challenges. No! No! You can't do it! Why? Because it's always been this way! What the frick? Who Who cares? Imagine flipping a switch and letting more people play and spend money and being like, nope, can't do it. It's always been this way. Even though it hasn't always been this way. 
seasonal format was introduced in the second year of Diablo 3, but sure, keep saying that it's always been this way. I, I feel like the request is so meager. And Rod Ferguson's tweet just set me off. I was like, this is like, this is one button press away from what we've been asking for. It's, it's, it's so close to what we've been asking for. The people that don't want to make a new character every three, three or four months. It's literally, it's like this close. <clears throat> it's always been this way. If we don't count any of the time before it was this way, simple. You really like Diablo 3, so I'm not sure why you don't like the same mechanic in Diablo 4. Well, you're, you're, you're missummarizing my, my, my position. I liked the linear, I liked the vertical leveling in Diablo 3. I liked the, the flow of leveling and playing through the campaign in Diablo 3. It was superior to Diablo 4. Why? I explained it to Creature last night. One of the beautiful things they did in Diablo 3 is they're like, here's this ability. You can spray arrows. You're like, awesome. I love spraying arrows. You level, you level, you level. Ding. Here's this ability. You can volley arrows. You're like, okay. And you put down arrow spray and you pick up arrow volley. You play, you play, you play. Ding. Here's a rune for arrow spray. It changes how it works. Oh. I've not been using arrow spray. I've been using arrow volley. Let me go back to arrow spray and try out this rune. It was awesome. You always felt like you were trying something new. You always feel like you could tweak your build. There was always this new thing. You just level, 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 level. New ability. Level, 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 level. New rune. Level, level, level. New ability. Level, level, level. New rune. Far superior to being level 26 and being like, my abilities haven't changed for 10 levels. I'm doing, I'm running through the same thing, right? Put a pentagram on the ground, put a puddle on the ground, corpse explosion, corpse explosion, corpse explosion. Just do the same thing over and over again. So my, my, what I enjoyed about Diablo 3, and, and I use that as a criticism about Diablo 4, has nothing to do with the seasonal format in Diablo 3. I thought Diablo 3 seasonal format was good, but it had flaws. You also have to remember, I was engaging with Diablo 3 seasonal format years into the life cycle of the game. It was years. It wasn't like a month after I started playing. So I was like, sure, that'll be fun to make a new character and grind challenges and get stuff. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. <clears throat> Legendary aspects are essentially the new runes. Yeah, it missed me with that. That's so boring. I, that's that's boring. I don't I don't care about that. I if I'm telling you, if you guys are enjoying the game, great. I hope you continue to enjoy it. <laughs> I don't at all. Creature, I'm going to need a thumb for members debrief. Um, You guys have a little bit of time. I'm going to schedule the Fable video, and we're all going to go watch it. There was an article that basically said, stop talking about Fable. Stop talking about games that aren't ready, right? That aren't, they're they're a long time away. It's a really interesting discussion. We're going to go there in a little bit. You still have a little bit of time to hit 50 members on the day. We've been hitting 50 members virtually every day this week. A lot of you guys have been buzzer beating. I will gift members in the premiere. It gives you the maximum amount of time to hit these member goals. Those of you that have been watching on Kick, thank you. You kept me in double digits all day over there. Keep hitting the follow button. Consider hitting sub over there as well. You're going to have to come over to uh, to YouTube in a, in a moment. 
you're gonna have to come over to YouTube in a moment. We're gonna be switching gears. Uh, we'll be watching a premiere and then hanging out as members. So you have a little bit of time. Right now, I owe you guys five members, so stick around. Don't go anywhere. You might get a membership, and then if you guys want to gift some more members, you have a little bit of time to try to hit 50. I understand your point about skills. I feel like the different aspects fill the rune, fills the rune argument you made. It takes too long to get there. It just takes way too long to get there. I don't get to experience any of that until level 50. That's it. That, that's too stretched. Like From level 16 to 26, I, I've not felt like anything has largely changed. Nothing. It's, it's static experience. It's the same content loop. It's the same abilities. Listen. Somebody not enjoying something you're enjoying is not a threat to you. Keep playing. Keep having a ball. Currently in the end in the game, you're pigeonholed into certain builds in the end game because high vulnerable uptime is basically mandatory. Yeah, that, that's a, that's a whole other discussion. That's a whole other discussion. That class balance and 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 the mistakes they made in in the beta and in the server slam and like overcorrecting on necro and having to walk some things back and broken builds in the end game and having to turn things off. That game wasn't even freaking ready. Like, there's so many layers to this discussion. It's like if you're having fun, man, awesome, awesome. Game wasn't ready. It has a split identity. There's a dissonance and an oddity in the game itself, and it it, it doesn't. It just doesn't feel. Uh, it doesn't feel good to play it. Um, need that members. Um, and the, and the seasonal and the seasonal format of need to make a new character is like surprising people, which is just, just crazy to me. It's absolutely crazy to me that that's surprising people. Did I miss any of the gifts or the tips? No, I didn't. Okay, fan funding's always got like a blue dot. Um, no, I'm trying to schedule. <clears throat> What do you mean? Legendaries drop like candy before you get to level 50, so you can start crafting aspect items before level 50? No, they do not drop like candy before level 50. I don't have... I've not had that experience. Listen. listen. If you're going to try to convince me the game isn't how it is, you're wasting your time. If you're enjoying it, great, but you're not going to change my mind. Like, the experience I've had can't be altered. It can't be. You're not going to alter my experience up to now by saying, well, this is what happened to me. It's like the people that are saying, well, I don't have any problems with Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Like, okay, I've downloaded the patch last night and it still runs like hot garbage. Like, what do, what do you want? What do you want me to say? Um, no, I'll just leave this in Starfield. It's fine. Um... Stop talking about Fable Debrief. Mm. Monetization's on. Why does it always do that? Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll set this for 12.30. Customization. We'll have it loop back to this video. And it's members only. Great issues about the issues with Diablo 4, but yeah, it's easy to ignore the stuff with seasonal characters enough uproar they'll change it yeah listen money talks bro money talks if it doesn't affect them if it doesn't affect their bottom line then i I will never get my wish i'll never get my my desire and that's that's fine that's totally fine i don't i don't have to you know 
Wait, what's this thing doing? Oh, 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 oh. I picked the wrong time. Today at 12.15. Set up the premiere. Go to members. Okay. All right, you guys have 15 minutes. If you want to do Operation Joystick and give a bunch of people joysticks next to their name, you can bring a bunch of people with us. We are going to be redirecting to a Fable video. Should Xbox stop talking? Xbox should stop talking about Fable. Uh, basically, a, uh, a video that is in response to an article that's out there about this subject and I'll be we'll be going over there in 15 minutes Mm-mm. I just think due to your current schedule and lifestyle Lona, you always give up on a game so early before really sinking enough time into the game <laughs> that yeah that's it it's my fault yeah yeah. Got to level 26 and didn't didn't give the game enough time. Played played the beta. Played the beta. Got to the right level so I'd get the little wolf thing. Covered it. Played it multiple Friday nights with Madam. I just didn't play enough. That's the problem, guys. Playing all the way to level 26 and being bored out of my mind. That's <clears throat> my fault. If I'd have played more, I wouldn't have gotten bored. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. The the the, the insinuation that it's a problem with me is always is always irritating. It just is. Just accept that you're enjoying it and I am not. Right? Imagine me saying that. Well, you're only enjoying it cuz you can play a bunch. It's actually not a very good game. Does, does that argument sound legitimate? It's not a very good game. You're only enjoying it because you can play a lot. That sounds ridiculous. It's actually a great game. You just can't play enough. You didn't give it enough time. I got to level 26. How is that not enough time? Like, set aside multiple nights and played with Madam, and I was like, this is just boring. Went back to the monologue and got caught up. Thank you. I find gear to be way too fluid. Like I'm looking for yellow drops with stats that I want and then looking for aspects with good rolls and then having to need all those stars to align for an upgrade. Level 26 is baby levels. The game doesn't even uh, open up fully yet. Okay. 37 members on the day. My man Stone Spire. This guy has been so generous he pushes it a little bit. He says, come on, y'all. Somebody set up the layup. Let's get a couple singles and push to 40 for a 10-bomb layup. I believe you guys can do it. We got a little bit of time left. You got about 10 minutes before we switch gears. <clears throat> I've always said, I've always said, if you can't capture me, you can't capture me in the early game then you're not going to get me in the late game and I stand by that I just I stand by it Final Fantasy scoring high just not high enough and ACG gave it a critical panning the kindest critical pan ever but a crit pan nonetheless I don't understand how 
eights, nines, and tens, and a Metacritic of 88, and what's it, a 90 on Open Critic? How's that not high enough? You only had two beers. You need six so you can really have fun. Vengeance will push the line a little bit. Takes us to 38. Many hands make light work, guys. There's one from DK Bager. DK Bager, he is the single gifted king. Single gifted king. Always being so kind to this community. Thank you so much, DK Bager, for gifting a membership. When is the end game? That's not clear. Is it 50? Is it World Tier 4? Is it a certain nightmare? They have said that it's basically level 50. That's end game. You get to level 50, and like that's when. That's when you're supposed to be experiencing Endgame. You know what it's not enough for? KVAX is going to do it. There's the layup. There's the layup. 40. I don't know if any of the big boys are waiting in the wings. 95% of the critics recommending it, but that's not high enough. Yeah, I don't think it needs to be higher than that for... If you're talking Game of the Year... I think it has gotten the exact scores that it needs to be considered for Game of the Year. I mean, it'll be hilarious to see if Xbox fans try to hold it to some standard of like, yeah, it didn't get above a 90 on Metacritic. Like, that'll just continue to prove that they hold PlayStation to a higher standard than they hold their own console to. Like, I'll love that. That'll that'll be so rich with irony. If, they, if if Xbox fans and pundits and bloggers and these Twitter guys, if they try to run with that, that will be so hilariously lacking in self. Parasito with the layup. He says, I'll do it. I love it. I love the I love the layup. I love the layup meta. It's beautiful. Thank you, Paris. That is so kind and so generous. You the man. They tend to score in the high 80s. I don't know if that's true. Late to the party, but PlayStation's been good since the original. I owe you guys 10 members, and in about 8 minutes, we're going to be going over to a video about Xbox should stop talking about Fable. Uh, we're going to be we're going to be going over and doing that in about uh, in about 8 minutes. And I owe you guys 10 members, so if you come with us, you are likely to get one. We wait till the very last moment uh, to do it. And let me get all of the tweets and everything's ready as well. This is a reaction video, by the way. It's not a, uh... there we go. Yo, and the agents of chaos quickly come in and tempt and tempt the big boys with another goal, bumping it to 52. Thank you, Rockin' Robin and John L. Brokey. Thank you very, very much. Uh, a fable. Xbox and Xbox Showcase. Alright, I got my tweet ready to go. <clears throat> Xenoblade, for example, are all in the 80s. I But I don't understand. Are you saying that they get those scores undeservedly and that's just a trend? 
So yeah, Final Fantasy's getting in, getting what an eighty-eight or an eighty-nine. Oh yeah, they just where they land. Like, are you saying it's undeserved, or are you saying they commonly make really good games? I'm not sure what you're saying. Is the number indicative of consistent quality, or are you thinking that it's unfair or they're they're not deserved scores? Final Fantasy is 1080 in graphics mode, 720 and unstable 60 at 720. That means PlayStation fans hold Xbox to a higher standard than their own console. No, what? Plenty plenty of modes do dynamic resolution to maintain 60. What are you talking about? Have you seen any of the graphical breakdowns of any of the games lately? That's that's common. Now, that's quite a bit lower than it should be, and I will be critical. I told you guys, I said I think they swung too hard. I did. When I played the demo, had some performance issues, and saw some of the commentary surrounding it, I was like, I think they swung too hard. This whole, it's going to display the power of the PS5, and, you know, it we it's, it's going to blow your mind, or we don't need a day one patch, like all that. I was like, mm. mm-mm. FF16 isn't first party, though. Yeah, but you cannot ignore all that marketing. You cannot ignore all those interviews. You cannot ignore that they're basically first party in spirit. You can't. PlayStation not owning them does not get get out from underneath that criticism. They talked about this game like it was going to be bonkers insane, and if they shot too hard and it's struggling with performance, that's worthy of criticism. <clears throat> it's 4K upscaled from 1440 for graphics, and 1440 upscaled from 1080 out in combat and performance mode. Oh, so as is typical, we're getting we're getting lies in the chat about how it's actually breaking down. I can't believe that. Wow. Miss messing with what you said. Mm-hmm. You guys over on Kick, we're going to be switching to this premiere in about five minutes, so head over to YouTube, okay? I'm going to cut the stream on Kick, and you guys just need to head over to YouTube. Yeah, I liked uh, I liked what Pokimane said. <laughs> Uh, why would I compromise my morals and ethics for money? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine. Imagine compromising on your morals and ethics to go stream on kick. It'd be... That'd be something if somebody did that, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? It'd be something. Reviews typically don't have the day one patch copies either. That's also true. I thought that they said that they had version three, though. They might not have had the day one patch, but I think they had a version, the the, the version three or whatever version oh three, because everybody was playing version oh one. Like the demo was like three versions old. That was my understanding. Digital Foundry say otherwise about the resolution. Yeah, but if you don't understand upscaling, you're just peddling nonsense. If you're like, oh yeah, it runs at 1080, it drops to 720. Are you talking about the internal resolution that's been upscaled because virtually every game running performance mode does that and nobody talks about the resolution that's being upscaled? It was like when Destin was talking about Returnal trying to act like it's a 1080 game. It's like, it's upscaled from 1080. The the, the whole native 4K discussion's laughable. How many native 4K games are out there? We just today watched a video that, well, we didn't watch it, I quoted it. This video here inside the Xbox Series S that's been set to private on the Xbox channel talks about the Series X is designed to do games at 4K 60. 
native 4K60. So PlayStation never promised native 4K. Upscaling is how they're all doing it. Virtually every game is upscaling. You're not making a point when you say that. I was floored when they said it internally drops to 720. Internally drops to 720 in performance mode. I'm not. I'm not surprised at all. I said that they swung too hard. When I saw that early footage and we started hearing about frame rate problems in the demo, I said, I, they swung too hard. They went crazy with all those particle effects, all those all those freaking fireworks going off, all those flashing lights. That's not surprising at all that to maintain 60, the internal res is dropping to 720. That's not surprising at all. I'm not defending it. What I'm saying is, is if you're going to hold their performance mode to that standard, you got to go to every breakdown of every performance mode and look at how much internal resolutions drop and are dynamically fluctuating in these games. It's constant. It's standard. Is it dropping lower in Final Fantasy? It sounds like it. And again, I would fault the design team for that. It's like, you guys swung too hard. I was worried about that from the very beginning. But the SSD? SSD has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Can you turn out the particle effects? Not a big fan of that stuff. I don't know. I don't think they let you. No. No. All right. Here's what we're going to do. I owe you 10 members. I'm going to put a link in chat. Make sure you smash the like button on this video before we leave. I guarantee you there's 70 people that haven't hit like yet. We could probably end this stream with 600 likes. When we get over to this new video about Fable, I need you to smash the like button again. It's a whole new it's a whole new video, okay? Also, if you ever want to come back to these live streams and leave comments about what you thought of the discussion, what you thought of the opening monologue, feel free to do that. Past broadcasts tend to get less comments because you were all here for the chat, okay? So if you ever want to do that, that helps me out. That's a huge, huge help. I'm going to spam the link in chat, and when I end the stream, it's also going to redirect. If redirect doesn't work, you can use the link in chat, or it will be the featured video on the front page. When that video is over, we'll be hanging out with members, okay? Let me make sure it's actually set up uh, to do that. I can't anymore. Okay. Hopefully it is. All right. We're heading over. I'm going to spam the link end this stream and I'll see you guys over there. I'm going to give 10 members over there, uh, because you guys hit 52 today. Amazing. I'll see you over there in the premiere for Xbox. Just stop talking about fable. That's what I'm reacting to. All 